Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. Welcome to Zumundo Podcast episode... 330. Big, big 30. My name's Doolin. And I'm Keith. And uh, we're going to get into it. Before we do, we have uh, we got somebody in here with us today. We're hanging out with our man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Nino. Nino, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Thanks. Thanks for, Appreciate thanks it. So for we, inviting me. Nino's been, uh, he's been mentioned in passing on the, Actually, on the show. Actually, quite a bit. Yeah, anytime, show, yeah. anytime Adam Warlock got brought up on the show. <laughs> And then yeah, Nino like, subsequently gets brought up on the show. Every time you yeah. hear me say You got that. brought up a lot during our Guardians of the Galaxy 3 review. So. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> I always say, hey, I got this friend who really likes Adam Warlock. I'm, I'm always talking you, about you. Did you say he was like really disappointed in the... Uh... <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we I, should I, talk I, about that, actually. I wasn't like super disappointed. It just... Uh, <clears throat> it just... You know, they, they... I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to... Uh, show the creation he was like a, a a child basically mentally right so that's that's why he was comical the way he was yeah well plus he, he they had to nerf him because he's like insane kind of like with miss marvel or not miss marvel captain marvel like she's just insanely powerful so what do you do where they're like oh we'll just take her out of the movie because she's too powerful to be here well, like actual adam warlock way too freaking powerful for that movie so they yeah, had to kind of tone yeah. him down he's a legend you guys turned me on in the uh infinity gauntlet thing <laughs> it's, he's cool yeah Cool. We'll get we'll you can get into that with uh, Comic Man a little bit later this yeah, week. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Big question: How was your week, sir? Uh, my week is good, man. I have been doing quantum physics all week, getting ready for a mysterious, <laughs> mysterious world. world. At one point, I thought I might have been a robot, um, but I'm over <laughs> yeah, that now. Yeah, you went you, you went, went so deep. far down the YouTube rabbit hole. You yeah. showed up to you showed up to my trivia the other night. And you're like. Are we in a simulation? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's do we a, live in the Matrix? I'm like, we might. I don't know. Then you're like, then the next day you're like, you know what? I watched Neil deGrasse Tyson. He said he said we're not, so it's fine. You saved me, bro. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Uh, how was your week, man? Uh, good, good, man. I don't have much to report on it, really. <laughs> you you were there pizza. for most of it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was when fun. It, Watched football again on Sunday. That was good. Mm-hmm. Played some Marvel Strike Force, you know, normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Played, wanna, actually, I played some Risk because I went and saw Napoleon last Risk week. The Ukraine is weak. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a very important piece in that game. I didn't realize that. So of course, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole on that on how to play Risk. Do you think, well, do you think? Yeah. Do you think that's yeah. why Putin that's is going where you after? Got the idea. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was stirring a game of Risk, and he's um, like, "That's I've seen now. <laughs> this, this is what we need. It's the key piece if you're going to defend Europe. Yeah. Uh, also, and get all those you know extra pieces every turn. But the. Um, uh, it's going to come up again because I'm going to mention some stuff during my review. But okay, yeah, yeah. sweet. Well, uh, do you want to hop into Bruce News and reviews? Yeah, let's do it. All right, send it. And now, Bruce News and reviews. It stinks. Well, 
Does it stink that? Well, we'll get into it. You, um, you saw oh, you saw a movie you've been itching to talk about, so we'll get into it. Here I am. I thought this was going to be another big review, actually, but it, it turns, it turns out it's out, not as a big review like, as it I thought got, it was going to be. It got smaller and smaller and smaller as you were writing it. Yeah, and bigger at the same time. It's kind of interesting. Got me interested in some other things, so it's good. But uh, hey, what are you drinking over there? Uh, yeah, so the bruise portion of it. So we're we're not doing alcohol today because we... We're not doing we, alcohol. We're not doing alcohol. The kids doing the alcohol... No, we're just uh, we're tired, so we've got some energy drinks here tonight. Uh, I've I've got a Celsius. Celsius, that's what I drank before the three and a half hour show, and it kicked yeah, in about told, halfway through the show. And I told you then I'm not I'm not giving you one of those again before you do a review. Yeah, so I'm, I'm drinking a Red Bull. Red Bull, what are you, Full Red Bull? Sugar. I got a water. Yeah, it's good. Wouldn't that be worse with sugar and stuff? No, the Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Nino, Nino is uh, having a water, having yeah. water. So that's it for brews. We're not not not, uh, really, not no. drinking not drinking any nature's real brews brew. on this. Yeah, nature's brew just, this evening. Just clean living for me. Just, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't go to the gym yet. Uh, all right, so uh, uh, so Bruce, all right, news, man. we got we, we're gonna we're gonna kind of keep Bruce news and reviews kind of short and sweet today because we got a whole thing lined up with Comic Man, and I think we're gonna go down the rabbit hole on. Uh, on a bunch of stuff. On a bunch of stuff for Mysterious World. So I'll, I'll let you take point on news so, today. So I, got, I got a few things here. One, right. This is my big one. I'm actually pretty excited about this. And, we, you know, we've been complaining about uh, sequels <laughs> of movies and stuff. Oh, but, God. Uh, Spinal Tap, man. This another is, one? Also known as This Is Spinal Tap, right? It's getting a, another one, yeah. Are get, you kidding me right now? Dude, it's finally getting a sequel for its 40th anniversary. It's going to have all the original cast and characters, which is great. I wonder if Fran Drescher's coming back because she was like their publicist or whatever. Um, they're all going to be so old. They're so old. But they kind of look old back then yeah. like yeah oh I'm man not. brutal uh there's gonna be a cameo by paul mccartney elton john and garth brooks which garth brooks very very different than the first one you know um, yeah you think uh i happen to love that movie you know it goes to 11 i mean like, yeah it's... literally soldano amp- amplifiers have been going to 11 since 1987 that's like their thing shout out to uh mike soldano he's awesome um i have one they're great they're freaking amazing um, but yeah, snakeskin. Anyway, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Even, even some marshals actually came out with 11 on them after you know what, that. You know what they're doing with the reboot though, right? It's not a reboot. Put a chick in it. Make her gay. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing with the board today. I love Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'll stop. Uh, uh, I love it for a number of reasons, man. And, and we can get into it. I don't know. Do you, do you remember that? The, they, it started out. I mean, they even played on Saturday Night Live at one point, yeah. like as a real band. Oh, like, yeah. It's pretty it's, legit. Yeah. Um, and they had a music video on MTV and stuff. They're hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the drummers that spontaneously combust all the time and weird things like that. <laughs> he also died of spontaneous combustion. Um, yeah, it's great. It like the black album before the black album. Well, how, how much more black can it be? Well, none, 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 none more black. You know, <laughs> it's, it's great. That's a, such a great movie. Um, you, you notice every time we do bruise news and reviews, there's always some sort of reboot or remake that gets brought up, Lately, right? Like it's, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a true sequel though, from what I understand. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah. Or a legacy sequel. All or, right. Whatever it is. I mean, that's fine. All right. So you, you're excited. You got a release date on that or are they just, no, it's, it's going to be, I think it's starting to shoot next year. Okay. Um, I think I could be wrong on that. It might be shooting now. I don't know. Right. Um, so another, another, well, I'll just do TV first. Cause okay. we're going to get us. So, uh, we talked about them bringing back the cast of the, you know, everybody for the Avengers and stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So, like uh, that's and, and like that's like the ultimate move of desperation, though, isn't it? Like it's once they right? once they 
<laughs> once the MCU hits the bottom, That's like funny. they're like, fuck it, bring back the 18, man. Like we got <laughs> nothing else. It's funny to say something's nostalgic from like 10 years ago. You know, yeah. Not even like four years yeah. ago, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was a better time. It was, it was, yeah. it was the, uh, the Infinity times, Saga. The worst was of times. The right? worst of Shires. Um, Chris, so Chris <laughs> Evans was on The View. I'm actually more upset that I missed that episode of The View. Um, not that I watch it every day. But, I was going to say, know, you set your TiVo to... There's only like <laughs> one channel. It's just, on the, it's just on the TV in the morning. <laughs> That's when I'm drinking coffee and stuff. But uh, he told The View, which I thought that was a joke at first, that uh, no one's approached him yet about getting the band back together for a new Avengers movie. But it'll it's it honestly and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of like commentators YouTubers out there that they're constantly scream like the MCU is dead and I just kind of say whatever you know to that but I feel like if you do bring back like Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans at that point like at that point the MCU is dead I don't think it's dead I think they could bring Robert Downey Jr. back <clears throat> but as a hologram oh that's cool because there was actually a run in Iron Man where Tony Stark had passed away and they had they had brought him back as a and like AI. an AI. He was an that's AI. awesome. Yeah, that's which, which would, would mean he wouldn't have to like you know get all fit for the role or anything. He could yeah, just, it's just completely CGI. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's like uh, uh, we watched Superman, right? Uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, you'd never and, seen it. And last his, night. his dad like came back kind of as a hologram. Ironically, well, yeah, it was just, he was so, an AI. He was a holographic yeah. AI. Like he couldn't really interact with anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I guess this cool, would be yeah. different. But yeah, in that story though, he could. Still use the armor. Because, oh, wicked! Yeah, because it was you know the armor's all. He was basically just armor, he yeah. was basically just an AI an piloting AI, the yeah. armor. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that's one way to do it, I guess. Kind of far out. Um, so, hey, man, shout out to uh, our friends that are uh, big uh, wrestling fans. We actually have wrestling news this week, man. Oh, yeah, we, so, we, I don't think we've gotten into wrestling news we, yet. We've, we had one thing of wrestling news. Um, and we talked about The Rock coming back and stuff like that. Well, this week they had a Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And um, and they had the two rings put up together, which is really cool, which I guess is Dusty Rhodes came up with that idea. Two said. rings? Yeah. Like, like, okay. So it's like two wing, two wings, two rings wide. I'm thinking of the cubes now, like the, <laughs> the Tesseract. Um, but uh, so CM Punk had a massive return. And I actually watched the highlights of this thing. It was crazy. The crowd went nuts. Like they went absolutely nuts for him, you know, playing the freaking Living Color song. Everything is pretty, pretty badass. Also, Randy Orton came back. I didn't know Randy Orton had left. Um, I haven't been. Yeah, really I think he's been in the he's been in the game for over twenty years now. Like I know. You know, we still think of him as like this young guy when he first entered. But like you think like shit, that was twenty years ago, man. You, you can tell he's a little older, but he's not. He's not blown out or anything. I think I saw Pitt. He's just got a he's got a shaved head and mustache. Yeah, yeah. He he's I mean still jacked. Like all those guys are in good shape still. But CM Punk like uh, he hadn't been with a company in like ten years with WWE, right? Um, his real name's Phil Brooks, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd, like I said, went absolutely nuts. Um, so he retired in like 2014 after some injuries. I know he got like a bad concussion stuff and he's kind of frustrated with the storylines and stuff. Supposedly, uh-huh. of course I wasn't there. And, um, I just remember seeing, uh, he's, he Vin- was, he's actually, he's been on that wrestling, um, show with, uh, the guy that played arrow, uh, Stephen Amell, Stephen Amell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they he, just announced him at MegaCon, by the way. Oh, cool. Stephen Amell, so I, I heard a rumor that they're bringing arrow, uh, arrow back too. The show, the show, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, That's is, good but news. but isn't uh, Oliver Queen's dead in, yep. in the in that yep. series, right? I mean, they they brought him back as Spectre. I think like he they he did. he became Spectre <clears throat> in the CW verse or whatever. Hmm. Apparently, they have this big plan, but uh, you know, it could just be all rumors. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, just to wrap up, uh, CM Punk, like he went, he got back into wrestling in twenty twenty one for AEW, mm-hmm. uh, all Elite Wrestling, right? I should know this. 
Uh, but he was let go after an alleged that physical we because we talked about that. There was like supposedly a backstage drama there or whatever, and he got fired. So we we have talked about wrestling on the show before. Mm-hmm. That was back in August. And uh, but now he's back and, and he says it's the right time. I saw Triple H was even talking about it and stuff, and he's hmm. like, Yeah, it's it's good for the fans want it, we're doing it. And uh yeah, he's, good, good luck to him. He's gotta man. be up. Well, he's gotta be like this his forties, I think. 40. Yeah, he wants to do do one last run, supposedly. I, I mean these are people being special. They always say one last run. How many how many last runs did Ric Flair have though? He's still wrestling. <laughs> are you, still, are you goddamn kidding wrestling. me? <laughs> he's still on a run. Like he, how, he can still, barely walk, man. I mean like when we remember yeah. we were there, we saw him at uh yes, Dragon Con. His story about his um, <laughs> his, his, oh his, no, uh, that's terrible. <laughs> that was, <laughs> did I tell you this story? No. With, oh my god. I didn't know you guys did you meet him No, well we we were in the room with him because yeah. so i did meet a wrestler it was, at Dragon it was Con. a rick awesome. flair it was a rick flair panel at dragon con okay. like maybe back in 2018 or something and so we're sitting in there and you know you go to the panel with celebrity and people line up to ask them questions and whatever and there was uh there's this like there's a little girl maybe like eight nine years old and she gets up and she goes hi uh rick flair um i just wanted to ask you what advice would you give young people as a role model today? <laughs> and everybody in the room just collectively went like, oh, that's sweet. You I think know? you like, actually did tell me yeah. this story. <laughs> and then he goes, well, you know, I don't know if I'd call myself a role model, but uh, and then he like, he kind of goes off on this like tangent talking about, uh, you know, a tragic story about how he found his son dead after like oh, ODing and stuff like that. And this like little nine year old girl is just like standing there wide eye while he like goes into this like horrific tale of like his son's death. And then she, at the, then like he wraps up and just kind of stares at her blankly. Oh man. And she went, okay, <laughs> thank you. Did he give her a woo at least? At the no. end? Woo. <laughs> Anyways, oh, that's how my son died. <laughs> woo. <laughs> should I don't should I post? I don't know if I should shout out to Rick Flair. I like him. I remember I turned to Nino. I'm like, I think old man Flair's losing it too. Yeah, hey, well, yeah. you take a, a bunch of hits to the head, and uh, it wears on you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, so, it's, it's a rough. That's a rough life, right? That, yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, <laughs> much respect to all yeah. those dudes. I mean, they put their bodies through. Oh yeah, Just I mean, and that's and that's why like and that's why most of them don't live as long as no. players live, man. It's like no, yeah. you hear you hear stories about these guys dying in their like fifties and sixties, and you just go, "Yep, that sounds about right." You know, well, well you got to think too. Of, like they probably take a lot of drugs that yeah, steroids, that's not just steroids, drugs, but pain medication. Oh yeah, that. For all their injuries, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, that was a big thing. Kurt Angle, I think, you know, hooked on Percocets for, like, so many years because yeah, well, of his injuries and Jake, stuff. Jake the Snake, too. Oh, really? Jake the, oh, Jake okay. the Snake was a big one, yeah. yeah but I think he, 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 cleaned, he cleaned himself he up. He had to. He, he'd good. be dead by now. And, like, and so did uh, Kurt Angle, actually. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Yeah, he cleaned up, I, too. I saw that interview But with actually, Joe if you Rogan's talk, good. I mean, people were making fun of Kurt Angle, but if, like, you listen to his story and everything, you're pretty really, tragic, like, actually. It's, it's actually really sad, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, I mean, the guy's a stud. Won the Olympics with a broken neck and all that stuff. I mean, that, yeah. that's, you can't deny that's pretty badass. Right? Oh, yeah. But he's not the strongest man in the world because that was Mark Henry, right? That was Who Mark also Henry. also competed in the Olympics. I think he also, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, he's strong, strong man competition, I think. No, I think, I think he, he, he medaled. Oh, was the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know if he got the gold, right? Because Kurt's thing was I'm the only gold medalist or whatever. But that's in wrestling specifically, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, those guys are athletes, like, you know. Um, but uh, even that's, we were watching that Sly, uh, Stallone. Oh, you were watching the Stallone uh, documentary. It was a good documentary. And he, when he was doing one of the Rocky movies, because your heart like hits your like ribs and stuff, yeah. that he ended up in the hospital. And he's like, I was surrounded by like, nuns and stuff and he's like oh this is it i'm I'm done but i mean like that's you're making a movie like you know and he's still like drago beat him up well not drago but uh Dolph Lundgren beat him up pretty bad you know mm-hmm. it's wild 
So you can only imagine what these guys think, jumping off tables and stuff. He didn't want, he wanted it to look as real as it, as it could be. Like he, he asked for that kind of. Yeah. Like, you know I mean? yeah, you want to make it pretty good. Also, there's a great meme of, um, of Drago beating up Rocky, like into oblivion or Apollo Creed and all those guys just, just wailing on him. And it's like beer and my liver every weekend, you know, like Rocky <laughs> getting beat up as your liver. And yeah, it's kind of fun. Not us. Yeah. No, clean, clean living clean over living here, man. Here. Totally um, clean. <laughs> I can't hang. Um, yeah, that's great. That's a great series of movies. But mm. all right, I digress. But okay, that's some of my like wrestling news, you know, adjacent right. to TV movie kind of okay. stuff. Uh, the what other else thing you got I, for news? I got an interesting one, and I feel like you'll be opinionated on this, and, and not in a bad way. But uh, so I, I've got the birthday down. Skyrim is officially 12 years old, 12 years, two weeks, and eight days old today. It's a long game. The game's been around. It's, yeah. And it's still, you know what's crazy is people played. are, yeah, I still play it sometimes, and people are still finding we things it in it. We played that like, one night, yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we played it one night. Like, you're like, I've never played Skyrim. I was like, well, sit your ass down, man. I've never played all the way through it. I, I, I tell you, I, the troll beat me up, up on the mountain, and I couldn't That happens to all of us the first yeah. time around, man. I, I still, I see articles online all the time about, like, man kills everybody that can be killed that just yeah. happened this yeah. week right yeah. yeah like he got the the npc mm-hmm. um like bounty or something achievement yeah, yeah. there was actually 86 i mean it, gold and they have yeah. like crazy mods that just sort of keep that game going mm-hmm. like because no matter how many times you've played through it there's mods that provide like different gameplay and stuff for it and when they finally come out or finish the beyond skyrim project like that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be that's gonna be crazy like i'm i'm gonna pop my ass down and play skyrim like all over again for well, years this is this is a cool thing you can do after that right but people are um getting excited for the new Sky, or not the new skyrim but the new elder scrolls right? they don't even have a release date on that <clears throat> I'm aware, yet man and it's supposedly being made in unreal engine 4 or whatever like there's a bunch of rumors about it right mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> people are retiring their characters so the guy i read this article on i don't know if it's ign or screen ran or wherever but um he he literally retired his character and i guess this is all over online so like you know you've got a house a custom house and cool. he's know. like he's like yeah yeah uh, <laughs> uh, for everybody who doesn't know nino's, uh, nino's uh, huge a high in- level um uh elder scrolls online player he's, like, he's like basically game, a yeah. god in yeah. elder scrolls online yeah so if you ever that one guy that kills you from uh from the south park episode it's nino like, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh how do you kill that which has no life <laughs> <laughs> um but no he's a super high level player on that like top whatever percent and stuff and um like people are taking their armor off and stuff and putting them in like emperor clothes and then like sitting them at their like coffee table and, and just leaving off. their character. Cause he's like the guy that wrote the article is funny. He's like, man, this guy got me through high school, parts of college. Like he's <laughs> like, he's been with me and I've just been leaving him. He's just standing there somewhere, you know, just so standing like, in the middle of a field. So now he's out like, in the middle of Skyrim freaking relax like Thanos, you know, like just staring out on a, on a, on a Skyrim plowing his fields. Yeah. Yeah. To the farm. I think it's hilarious. Man. Do you think in Canon that the dragonborn became emperor? I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, there's speculation about that. Like, because I mean, they it, it's canon in the story. Like, if you play through the Dark Brotherhood storyline, like you you kill the Emperor. But whether you play through the Dark Brotherhood storyline or not, the Emperor dies canonically. Like, okay. the Emperor is assassinated one way or the other. And also, there's there's a big theory. And it makes a lot of sense that the, the Emperor actually orchestrated his own assassination. Like he he meant that he wanted that to happen. Um, no. But there's but there's a lot of speculation that like canonically and maybe we'll find this out in elder scrolls 6 that the dragonborn actually became the next emperor <clears throat> the emperors historically were all dragonborn like they all had dragon yeah big. yeah the uh the bloodline what was it the uh not not the not the remans uh the uh, uh what was the name of the emperors uh the last name it's escaped me at the moment um, <clears throat> uh the oh something empire uh 
but Patrick Stewart was the was like the last in the line. Um, the shit. No, no, John. Anyways, the but anyways, that bloodline from uh, Oblivion, like he was the last emperor of the Dragonborn line. Okay. Um, except for unless you want to car. Most uh, Septims. Thank you, the Septims. Um, except for Martin Septim, who like was the emperor for like five minutes, became a giant dragon and fought. Uh, Fought the the Dag, Dag not Dag, not Dagother. I'm like I'm I'm blanking here. I'm today. way out of my element here. Anyways, Nino knows what I'm talking about. He knows the lore. Um, and then, but then after that, there was like a period of time where there was no emperor. Okay. Um, and then I think the new line came and like stepped up, but they weren't dragonborn <clears throat> at that point. There were no more dragonborns for like 200 there, years. There was an empire for for thousands of years, and then eventually, it uh, it all crumbled. Okay. Uh, the Nords. Eventually, all like they, they they gathered together so much they took over the empire. So that's how. Oh, you think like yeah. Stormcloaks won and took over they, the empire? Like canonically? Yeah, is, canonically. Is that confirmed? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. So, so yeah. all right. So the empire is no more after the events of Skyrim. Well, they they took over the empire and basically how you, became. How do you how, how do you, like where do you learn this? Like, that's Elder Scrolls Online. There's a oh they there's well, lore in there. But that takes place like thousands Before. of years. Yeah. But where did I? There's like books and stuff in those games. Oh yeah, there's a lot. There's novels. I read that somewhere. There's novels. And well, that's. I mean, even even in game, you can like read some pretty in depth stuff about the. Oh yeah, well, if you if you ever like start to read the books in Skyrim, like nobody ever does. Well, actually, a lot of people do, but like most players don't. But if you do, like it gives you tons of world building and lore and stuff. Very big games. I mean, they always have been, which is cool. I I just I like uh, the one my my disappointment with Skyrim is that you couldn't just get everything like you couldn't mm-hmm. just max out every skill like you could morrowind where you're just like super strong you get a hundred and fire you get you fly everywhere you, you can walk <laughs> on water you can do all that crazy stuff well they and they actually wrote it in canonically where like the you know levitation was outlawed after uh morrowind so they're like because players just used it to break the game so they're like all right we're gonna take this out i, I think that is a good harry potter trivia by the way how many times did you say lynn gavi and <laughs> Levioso. Levioso in, in like a specific book or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Outlawed. Anyways, we went on a tangent. Right, yeah. Sorry about I knew, that. I knew People that retiring their yeah. care. That's all right. Yeah. Tangents I think are that's kind of That's kind of a cool thing. It, you know, I mean, if you've got five minutes, you can go do it. I don't know how long it takes to log on it. Mm-hmm. You got to fire up your 360, you know. I've, I've had so many <laughs> players over the years, though. Like, I never had like one character. One character to rule mm-hmm. them all. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that, I mean, that's pretty much up for news. You, you said you had something else that you wanted. Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, well, we'll use, we'll, we'll use that. We can kind of jump into the from one Bethesda property to another. We got the we got some first release pictures for the new Fallout TV oh, series. Yeah. Um, and Wait, do you know what game this is specifically based off of? Like, is it Fallout One, Two, Three. Uh, I don't know which one. I think I they're just using <clears> that they're universe. Using that universe is little. Yeah. Okay. Um, Those are big games, man. People love that game. But I actually have, uh, with, with the release of the photos, because they released some photos, some stills yeah. from the show and everything, uh, we have kind of a loose plot synopsis. So if oh, you're interested cool. in Fallout or the Fallout universe or whatever, and uh, I found this on a website earlier today, uh, the Fallout show will mainly revolve around three characters, a naive vault dweller named Lucy, a young brotherhood of steel soldier Maximus, and finally Walton Goggins as the mysterious and cool bounty hunter known only as... The ghoul. I, so, I love Walt Goggins. Uh, uh, I don't, what is he? I don't know who he is. <clears throat> he um, was in Just... Did you see Justified? I didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, oh, how about Ant-Man? Um, oh, I, 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 I got his thing up here yeah, now. He's, yeah, he's that guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Ant-Man 2. He, like he was like the southern dude. <clears throat> yeah. Um, got it. 
Yeah. But anyways, he's playing the mysterious bounty hunter known only as the ghoul. Lucy leaves her vault on a mission, and she runs into other characters who are on missions of their own. Sounds like a video game TV plot to me. So the date on this is uh, April 12th, 2024. Okay. That's that's pretty close. Yeah. Next year's going to be a big, uh, a big year for movies. You know, we, we've talked about a lot about like you know we we said this on the show several times before. Like if the if superhero movies are kind of past their golden age, what's next? Is and it, we all, and we've all said it's video, video game games. stuff, I think, video I think game properties. Right, yeah, I, I I'm surprised like they I said, haven't done Skyrim yet. Like that's that's one that's just waiting to be waiting an, to be used. An Elder Scrolls game or a movie show or whatever TV yeah. show. You know, I mean, whichever. they did The Witcher, right? They did do The Witcher. But Twice, I mean, technically. I mean, Witcher started as the novels, obviously, and then they right. gained popularity through the video games. So the video games, people went back, started reading the novels, and then they did the show. And our boy Henry Cavill was in it, which is cool. He was. Now it's now it's Thor's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> Thor's little brother. Thor's, I'm sorry, man. He'll never be Liam. He's always Thor's little brother. Well, it's, like, it's sad. It's like Frank Stallone, right? You're yeah, just, he's, you're he's always mother, Spy's right? brother. Oh, man. Sad. <laughs> Shout out to all the little brothers in the world. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Thor, uh, yeah, uh, Taika Waititi made a little, little bit of a stir in an interview this week, uh, where he sat down. Um, there was some speculation of bringing him back for another Thor movie. Okay. And, uh, he, he said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And then he actually said, uh, he was like, he's like, you know, I never really liked Thor anyways. And yeah, I only <laughs> really? read like one comic book. It just wasn't really my thing. He, I only, I only did it because I needed the money, yeah, you know, he, he needed the money at the time. Yeah. Well, which, well, I mean, which is, you know, which is true. Which is why like, anybody does anything. Right. Yeah. That, that I, I was mean, my thing is like, you know, you yeah, people are like, you only did it for the money. And I was like, well, that's why, yeah. why else would you do it? You know? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do free directing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's called student film. I feel so like, like, yeah. I feel like a, a part of that too is uh, just because you know he was kind of riding high on Ragnarok, that was a good and then movie. he did Love and Thunder, and that wasn't really as Actually, well received. I, I you were the person who got me into Ragnarok because I was like, hey, what's that new Thor movie? You're like, you're like it, that movie was made for us. You got to watch it. It was a good it. movie. That was great. We and we we heard uh, Led Zeppelin when we were driving earlier, and I was like, man, this part of the the immigrant song, yeah, it was awesome. Led Zeppelin's awesome. Um, but that was yeah, it was cool. It was all like super. But he, he, I think he went a little too too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's it, well, it's kind of like I, I think like, and I didn't see Love and Thunder, but I mean, I um, from what again. I understand, I've seen it a few I, times actually. It's yeah, I like it. Like, well, from what I understand, it was like on you know Ragnarok, you had that kind of uh, Taika Waititi sort of humor flair in it or whatever, but he was being reined in as opposed to being given three free reign in mm-hmm. Love and Thunder, okay. and he just went totally taiko with it you know yeah. and it was a little bit too much like the, the goats are funny like people said that was annoying and then like the second time i watched it, i was like it's, it's actually pretty funny the whole time you know they're <laughs> screaming all the time i think the goats do that you know yeah. they're funny you ever seen those little ones that, like pass out yeah that's the, so the fainting goats yeah fainting that's goats. so funny uh poor goats yeah so anyways the 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 fans were in an uproar so that was that uh, was all of the internet this week yeah but uh um yeah i mean for me it's just like dude whatever man it's he yeah. had a job he did it it's not a big deal he's still doing uh we're the what we do in the shadow show right or is that so yeah no no that's well i don't well, think he's, he's not he's not the main he's a producer yeah okay. he's yeah, yeah he's producer. He's, he's, he's had a couple cameos he, on it he but. does that show on hbo the pirate one Oh yeah, we started. Oh, we started watching one. that. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, our flag means death. Flag yeah, means death. we watched Actually, a couple episodes of that. It was pretty funny. Pretty good. It's I didn't know that was Taika. Yeah, yeah. It's got his flair in it. I remember. Yeah, I like that. The that, parts that we well, saw. He, yeah, he, he he's in it. Like, when like middle of that season. He's Blackbeard. Oh, oh cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's. Awesome. I like it. 
Um, yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about fan rage a little bit more when we get into some. Uh, we've got some more like MCU stuff, but we're going to wait. We're going to wait till we're on with Comic Man to talk about that because I think like we have some. We have some stuff to get in. Like we, I, we told Charles we were going to talk about it, and he's he's yeah. just like, no, wait for me. I want to get in on that conversation. So all right, we'll wait for you, man. I got to bring something up here for this. All um, right, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Two thousands directional style. Okay, cool. Yeah, so let's. Uh, you want to get in this review? Yeah, uh, yeah. Here? So yeah, we'll we'll finish out Bruce News and Reviews with the review. And I don't know. We talked about this on the show back when the trailer first came out. And I, was super, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Super pumped. You were so pumped about this because it was Ridley Scott. Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix in yeah. like in a historical in a historical oh, like film like that's like that's right up your alley. So <laughs> so you went to go see it. Like I was going to go see it, and you're like, I saw it already. I said, Oh, okay. This so. is another. I I I. Well, there's going to be another cut of this movie. So I, I went down. I sat down and watched Napoleon. I think saturday right yeah and uh i was really pumped right i really scott did gladiator so it's not his first historical epic movie but uh, i'll just get into it right so i I went to napoleon right um it's an epic historical film right a historical epic we're Mm -hmm. talking about like ben-hur spartacus you know all that kind of stuff um it covers the time in his life from the end of the french revolution like he's even at like when they kill the queen or whatever like at the guillotine yeah and uh, oh wow which in real life napoleon wasn't there you know it's 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 a movie movie, right Yeah. yeah Um, but it, it basically from her death until his death it, during a second exile from France. Right. And I have to say, it was really exciting for this movie to come out. I enjoy history stuff. I freaking love it. Right. I've also read Clausewitz, right. Who fought against Napoleon, like the guy who wrote the book on war. Right. Um, which he didn't finish before he died, but it's like a huge, like it kind of not required reading in the military, but it's, it's definitely a, um, you know, very much talked about. And he talks about like the morality of war and like the mental aspects of it and stuff as much as, you know, actual tactics and things. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And this got me back into planning couple rounds of risk this week because you know it's that napoleonic era of stuff and i actually don't know much about it right um and napoleon uh did i put his birthday in here he you know he passed away in the 1800s but like he was around during the you know during the war of 1812 like right you know, america's fighting like he's also fighting over you know they're that was the same time frame you know like later in his life of course but um and he was uh a little bit about him, you know, he's a cal or not a cavalry officer. Ugh. He was an artillery officer. Right. And some of the stuff that he did with his military, like how he actually arranged it is still how like militaries do it today. This guy had a massive impact. Right. They kind of diminish who he was as a person. In this movie I was going to, that's the thing I was going to ask you about, because I remember when we first talked about it, like several episodes ago, I was like, I wonder how the, how he's going to be portrayed because like he's been portrayed yeah. as, you know, many different ways across oh, history, depending yeah. on who's writing the yeah. history. Right. So exactly. So, you know, I was looking for more of a history that, than a drama. And uh, I was kind of wrong considering this is a really Scott, really Scott not a history channel documentary. Right. Um, so I'll go through my normal stuff. The film, the qual- the film quality, it, it's great, right? The battles were really cool looking. Uh, one of them is kind of in the snow, and that's kind of one of the throwbacks, kind of like the beginning of Gladiator. So I was kind of mm-hmm. pumped for that, right? And uh, everything looked cool to me. The costumes were cool. Uh, it's a period piece. Like the sets were amazing. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff was was square, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, I even looked. I had a moment. Like if you watch Braveheart, mm-hmm. you can kind of see guys not really fighting in the background at like the end of the Battle of Sterling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kind of looked for that at one point. Like I kind of like came out of the movie, you know, for a second. And I was right. like, Oh man, I wonder if these guys are like, you know, calling it in as they say. Right. But I didn't really see any of that. Um, so it looks like they really, they did well with all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, nobody's goofing off during the big fight scenes. Right. Uh, the sound was great. It's a big movie. They actually played some music from like a love story, like him and his uh, relationship with Josephine from like another movie, apparently. Interesting. I wonder and, um, what movie that was from. Uh, uh, like a okay. pretty well-known movie. Um, <laughs> was it Pretty Woman with Napoleon? Oh, no. Pretty Woman. No, no, no. Uh, Richard Gere was not in this one. Uh, acting. Okay, this is weird, right? So 
I'm not sure here because it seems like he's doing an okay job, right? You know, Napoleon's an interesting character, but honestly, I don't know Napoleon's personality, right? Because I haven't read all of his Never met him. and stuff like that. Never met the guy, right? And most of our uh, knowledge of Napoleon comes from like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, did and, he go? And, did he in fact go bowling and, and eat the Ziggy Piggy? He didn't even eat ice cream. Um, but no, like, and, and then the small things you've learned over the years, like he was actually like a military genius and all this kind of stuff, right? So the character's kind of weird at sometimes. Like, there's the, the big line everybody's talking about. He's like, "You guys think you're so great because you have boats." Like he's talking to the Brits. That he never said that. You know, it's just kind of it comes off as like a little childish, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but the rest of the time he's like real stoic. He doesn't really talk much. You can't really tell what he's thinking. It's kind of weird, right? So it's an interesting take, I presume, on the character, right? And, I, I, you know, I honestly, I could deal without the the weird... I mean, a lot of it is the love story. Like, really, most of it's about Josephine. Like, it seems like more than Napoleon. Right. And um, he has a very odd relationship. I could have done it without, like, 90% of it. There's some odd adult scenes and stuff in it. And I think it was kind of... I don't know if it's made to, like, take a jab at him or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, Ridley Scott and co. are British. And they're making a movie about a French guy. Like, you know. Yeah. There might be some animosity there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not sure. Um, and I'm not trying to incite anything there. But the writing and the, the directing casting, the casting was great. So one of the things that a lot of people have noted that the actress that portrayed Josephine mm-hmm. is young looking, right? She looks younger than Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon's age when he died, like currently. So he doesn't, they don't de-age him in the movie. He's just Joaquin Phoenix, right? <laughs> um, so I guess that, that like a lot of people kind of took him out of the movie and, um, she couldn't have kids and they led to their divorce because she was older, you know, and just that's what happens in life. Right. Uh, so that was kind of weird cause she looks young until she passes away. Um, whatever. That's whatever. The, the casting's pretty good. It's actually a very small cast too. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really talk about his brothers or, you know, his family. Um, his son was one of his generals at one point, like his stepson. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't, he's only in it as a kid, like, like stuff like that. Like she's in it, he's in it. There's a couple close officers, but not really like, you go up to like the battle of Waterloo at the end of the movie. It's just some random officer in the back. Like, like there's no, like, you know, he spent a lot of time with generals and they don't really do that. Right. Um, and the Kings in there for a bit, uh, and stuff like that, but it's not a very big cast. So they, they kind of, I don't know if it's a budgetary constraint or what, but it was, it was kind of weird. Like they, they really focused on his relationship with her in this movie. Um, like he left Egypt to go, see his wife because she right. was running around on him or whatever but that's not really what happened like they, lord nelson at the battle of the nile like destroyed his navy so he's like yeah uh this is this is you gotta abandon that campaign right it just didn't work out mm-hmm. um and then actually lord nelson we give shout out to him because he's a freaking superhero i think i might write a book about him honestly because he's pretty pretty legendary character um he like chased his navy all the way to the New World and like back to France and stuff. I mean, these guys were fighting like all over the planet, you know, essentially for that time strain. You know, right. they went to the West Indies, basically America, you know, like like the islands and stuff. And uh, then they finally caught up, and there's a massive naval battle that they don't really talk about. But he does end up on a British ship at one point, thinking he's going to England. Like, and they're like, "No, you're getting exiled again." Like, mm-hmm. sorry, you get this little island, more of a rock, really. He just <laughs> says it; it's kind of bad, but um, you know. That's cool. And yeah. it, without I've, getting into I've, I've all been that there. Stuff, There's not much to it. Um, there, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was, like yeah. on your, your cruise yeah. ship days? Yeah, yeah. We, we, stopped, we stopped at Corsica. Oh, far out, yeah. man. Um, yeah. Cavassia Cognac, right? Yeah. Cognac Got, got it right here. Got it right here. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Our, um, big question, though. Follow-up yes. question. Will Napoleon return <laughs> and gladiate to live free or gladiate hard? Too fast to gladiate? <laughs> gladiate uh, X. You know, it depends on which script they go with, right? <laughs> he could if they do the multiverse gladiator thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gladiator verse, uh, you know, and, and 
it's it, the four hour cut actually might help this movie. They're going to do a four hour cut. And this is like an Apple film too. Uh, it might get rid of some of the weirdness. Who the hell do you think more. he is? Zack Snyder? Like <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, but you gotta like, so it's weird. It's more of a mess than a hit for me just as a movie. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not knocking any of these people, but you got to think about this. One of the greatest movies about like sword fighting of all time, the duelists is Ridley Scott's first movie in 1977, right? This dude did mm-hmm. alien freaking blade runner legend, uh, Velma Louise. He did black rain, uh, you know, other things, white squall, 1492, uh, GI Jane, gladiator, can't wait to Hannibal, see it. Black Hawk down, which is a freaking Great amazing movie. film, right? Uh, American gangster, some stuff, Robin hood, Prometheus, you know, he's done a ton of stuff, alien covenant, all that. And then he did Napoleon and then gladiator too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, Oh, Ridley Scott's just, he's just changed. You know, he's just, doing, oh, I mean, doing it's different. like how many, how many times can Babe Ruth really hit a home run out of the park? You like, know what all, I mean? All like, of them apparently I mean, gladiator <laughs> two should be gladiators versus aliens. Yes. That could be awesome. yes. Oh my God. They could okay. go there in the future. They clone, yes. um, Maximus. You know what? At this point, and yeah, then, dude, do it. That would be a killer movie. It'd be uh, it'd be like a uh, Deadliest Warrior, that TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Do it. Just, yeah, do it. Do you it. know, at this point, because I think Hollywood is just so bereft of new ideas. Yeah, fucking put put bring back Maximus and have him fight alien. Whatever, I don't care. At the, at the end of the day, Ridley Scott's bringing me some of the best freaking movies I've ever seen. You know, like mm-hmm. and, and tons of hours, hours, hours of entertainment. So, uh, you know, it's just a different film, and it just might might not be my style. Also, like I said. It was kind of expecting something different. So maybe I went in with like a higher expectation of like, there's some cool battle scenes in it. Like really cool. Like the first mm-hmm. one's pretty wild. Um, you know, Napoleon got his horse shot out from they, they, they had some like historical stuff that happened. Like his troops all like when he came back to France, they're all just like, yeah, emperor sweet. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's cool. But I mean, that's kind of what I got with that one. It's, it's, it's a good film. If you want to go see it, it's, you know, it's not what you expect. Don't bring your kids. Don't bring your kids. It's violent hide, hide your kids. and, and hide your content. Wife. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I guess. Maybe. All right, sweet. Well, that's uh, Napoleon. Yeah, but can, give me give me a, a number rating on it before we before we move on. If you could. Oh man, yeah, I, one I mean, out of ten. Because now I'm thinking of like Blade Runner right now. Because you know, <laughs> like yeah, it, it's not a ten. It, it can't be. It's probably like in his world. It's it's probably one of the lower ranked films. I'd say. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, five, like so yeah, average. Five. Yeah, five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that That brings uh, us to the end of Brews News and Reviews today. But uh, we got a lot, a lot to get into with Comic yes. Man today. So you want to go ahead and send it? Yeah, send it. All right. Let's do some Comic Man. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic Man. All right. Once again, we are back with Comic Man on the line. Charles, what's up, buddy? Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? We're doing fantastic, man. We're really, really happy to have you here uh, on the show with uh, with Nino. It's, it's actually kind of funny. Like, Nino is uh, how I kind of met you in a roundabout way. Yes. Uh, I, I, was talking to, uh, I was talking to Keith offline about that. that that's were. how I know the whole group is. Nino and I were both posting on uh, – <laughs> remember, remember it was uh, Tony Bedard yep. who was writing for DC. And we, we, and we, we started you know, talking comics on, on that. And he invited me into the uh, to the to the page that you know the Nortopia page, and mm-hmm. that's how I met everyone. So it's really just the two of us happening to be uh, you know friends and fans of this one writer that was doing uh, Rebels at the time for uh, DC. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, this is yeah. the first time I've talked to Nino 
like outside of just online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't no. think Tony writes anymore either. I think he went to video games or something. Yeah, I haven't seen him do anything in a long time for for any for either of the uh, major publishers. Yeah, yeah so for the listeners out there, real quick, this is this conversation's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's been actually, a long time coming. We I, were talking about doing this for a while. I, I've talked to Nino offline about you know he's like I'd like to sit down and have a conversation just about comics with this guy, and yeah. then I've I've talked to Charles about it too. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get the two of you together and, and yeah, and see where this goes. No, we, it's 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 we we've been doing this for over a decade. Exactly. Yeah. I was just. We were, I was just telling uh, the guys last night that, you know, like it was before I, I know it's been over a decade because it was before I had, you know, before we had Alex and yeah. Alex is going to be 10 in five weeks. Oh, it, it was wow. uh, so, 2011, I think. Wow. Yeah. It's so it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that Lex is going to be 10 in, on, on the third of uh, January. That's so, uh, so yeah, it's been a while since we've been, you know, since, you know, Nino and I and, and Dawn and I have been like, you know, going back and forth mm-hmm. on comic book stuff since, you know, even before, you know, my son was born. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this, this is definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to, uh, fun to get to connect in different ways. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming and we were out last night and Nino was like, when are you going to have, when are you going to have me on the show? I was like, tomorrow, what are you doing? Let's Come on do over. It. Yeah. Come on over. <laughs> no time like the present. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna forego uh, talking about like what's what's on the shelves this week because, uh, as I said during Bruce News and Reviews, I had some kind of uh, topical uh, news that I wanted to talk about, and that's uh, with the internet buzz happening with um, the fantastic forecasting and uh, the the alleged rumors. Like nothing's really confirmed right now, but it's kind of it's what everybody's kind of amped up about mm-hmm. with a. Uh, uh, a female Silver Surfer being uh, being put in the Fantastic Four movie, um, and and as I said, I mean, you saw the video that I made on TikTok about it. I said, all right, everybody's really ramped up about this whole thing, um, you know. And there are female like heralds of Galactus that have existed throughout uh, the course of you know of, of these comic books. Obviously, comic books been going on for a long time. There's lots and lots of characters to choose from, but then then the question is like, well, why not Norrin Rad? You know why? Why not go with the familiar choice? And I think that's where a lot of the uh, a lot of the questions come in. Yeah, it's 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 like you said. They they, they want the the rage machine because you got like you got the word woke and all that stuff gets overused. There's some there's there's you got the contingent of the of the fan population that truly are assholes. I of mean, course, let's just be honest. Absolutely. You know, like, and they consider it to be, you know, um, I'm using air quotes here right. through the uh, through the phone, <laughs> you know, woke. If just because something happens to have a character who is non-white male, right? You know, yeah, automatically yeah. it must be, and and it's it's not. It's just not the case. I mean, mm-hmm. there's we've. I mean, I wouldn't call aliens or terminator woke no no of course not just not because of just because of, yeah. of ripley and you know it's it's the way the characters are addressed mm-hmm. and um and and the when it becomes a beating over the head message like you know I, I think this relates a little bit to like doctor who i don't know if you guys are going to mention this at all but like doctor who ties into this really well because because right. they just did their 60th know, anniversary special with yeah uh, and David it was Tennant. it was the and it, it was it was overall it was a fun episode. Like my, right. my daughter is you know she's fourteen, she is in the gay community, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so she you know so Doctor Who has always been very inclusive, very open minded, very whatever, mm-hmm. and it's really been only in the last few years where they've kind of like you know beaten it like over the head with a hammer. And one of the big plot points in this was for those who haven't been watching Doctor Who, David Tennant was the tenth Doctor. 
when a doctor's time is up, they regenerate into a different form. Correct. This last time out, the doctor regenerated back into David Tennant. So he's right. the he's like he's like the fifteenth, he's like the fourteenth doctor, but he's also the tenth doctor again, but he's not quite the same. Yeah. He has all the memories. <laughs> so it's a big mystery. And one of his big companions, his first companion was Rose. Right. Rose was like pretty well, much like the love of his life. Run. And then, yeah, she yeah she she started out with the, with the new who she was the first of new companions mm-hmm. when they rebooted the series back in like oh five or whatever it was right and when Rose was off the show like like you know it left his doctor just like completely brokenhearted mm-hmm. and there was a lot of romantic interest there played by Billy Piper mm-hmm. and then we got you know like after a while we did get Catherine Tate Donna Noble right and she was briefly on the Office for those who watched the Office yes. the American version of the Office. But uh, the, with her, when they wrote her off the show, she had absorbed the mind of a Time Lord into her, in, like into her mind, and it was too much for her body to handle. So, in order to save her life, David Tennant's doctor had to erase her memory, because if she ever remembered him or anything about the Gallifreyans, it wouldn't. It would be too much for her to handle, and she would die. Right. And that was the big thing. So now, this, you know, like after like how badly the series has tanked in the last couple of years. Before we move on to the next new doctor, who I'm actually looking, I, I, I can't pronounce his name. I think his first name is pronounced Nukti. Yep. I think he's, he's um, a Nigerian actor, maybe? Or I think so. He, he looks, I, I love his aesthetic. He, mm-hmm. he looks like super cool. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where they're going with this. And I know they're making a lot of fanfare. He's the first, not only is he the first openly um, gay doctor, mm-hmm. you know, but he's also like, you no, know, the first black, you know, person to like play the official doctor. Right. But like, aside from that, he just he just looks super cool. So I'm really curious to see where where it's going to go with mm-hmm. him. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, see, hopefully, he gets some better writing than Jodie Whittaker got on her run. Right. But uh, in the meantime, we have these three specials with David Tennant and reuniting, you know, Donna Noble. Right. And they had to figure out a way to bring Donna in. How does she figure out, like, how does she, how can she remember without dying? Mm-hmm. And they had it have that she has a daughter. And because she gave birth, some of the whatever that was in her passed into her daughter. So it was no longer contained in just one body. It was contained in a little bit of both mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. So she was able to survive. Okay. It's it, it, inelegant, but it works. Right. You know, no big yeah, deal. I mean, it's, yeah. But they, but they intentionally named the daughter Rose. To get everybody, like you know, like mm. you know, like oh, maybe, maybe, ah. maybe, you know, maybe she subconsciously named, you know, you know, but then, then it turned out they cast a an, an openly trans actress to play okay. Rose, mm-hmm. and that becomes a plot point, and that becomes the only plot point that this actress right, serves. Right. So it's it's one of those things. that's like yes, we 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 understand representation can happen organically, and let and that that can be on the screen, but it doesn't need to be the plot point that drives the story and it, yeah and, and, there's, and there's absolutely no objection most of the people that are that are that had an issue with the actual episode mm-hmm. didn't have an issue with the actress herself right she did a fine job she was funny you know some of her lines were really good mm-hmm. but then they had this like very oddly out of place like forced like preachy part at the end that i think kind of undermines the entire point of like her i her being you know trans and being non-binary and all that stuff because you know she goes on to say we 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 reveal that all of these things that like her original her name at birth was jason Mm -hmm. and she's the one who picked the name rose for herself all of her hobbies all of her interests were callbacks to donna's time so donna didn't remember what was going on but subconsciously rose was making her own line of like stuffed animals and they're all based on 
creatures that Donna encountered during her term with the doctor. Mm, okay. So everything that she's done, everything it's from her name to her interests, has exactly. So mm. it kind of undermines the entire nature nurture type deal because right. how much is the, how much of this was really her true self? How much of it was semi subconsciously forced into her by this higher power of of the, of the time lords? Right. And you know they you know then they like go into saying how amazing it is to be like non binary non binary, but mm. then they call out David Tennant's doctor for not being able to see it because he's male presenting and then it's all back to female power it's like you, it's like you can't have it both ways it, <laughs> yeah. it was the two things nothing it's, and like my, my daughter and, and like like i said my, my daughter is in this this target audience you know for a lot of the, the new stuff and even she was like she goes that just was like she's like i hate the words like, but that's like cringe that just <laughs> it just didn't make any sense you know and this is your she's, 14 she's like, year old girl, uh, daughter yeah you know, it's, <laughs> And like I said, she, she's she's in like so she's clearly not opposed to all of these like you no know, extra characters, you know, being openly out, being yeah. female, who, who as you, know, you said you know, is younger. part of the LGBT community, you know. It's, yes, <laughs> you know, and so it, it, this isn't coming from, but it's like the fans like that just had an issue with the way it was presented. Not nothing against the. I, I would like the actress herself. She didn't really do much, but be there for those moments like she had no agency of her own mm-hmm. she was a plot uh, point she wasn't her own fully fleshed character especially when we find out that everything she's done is because she's been possessed for lack of a better word subconsciously mm-hmm. in her mind by this you know by the time lord that was originally just in donna right and then donna goes off and you know goes with the doctor and they start having an adventure and they leave her daughter behind so like I don't even know if we'll see her again much. So it was it was like an introduction that just served. It was kind of just like I'm just there for this moment and then I'm out. Yeah. And that's that's it's it, it undercut a lot of what it should have been. Mm-hmm. And you know I I watch you know a lot of shows and a lot of you know I'm rereading some old like, you know issues of you know Avengers you know and Star Wars recently. Mm, yeah. And just seeing how organically characters just come up and like how it's just like. Compared to this week's Alan Scott Green Lantern comic, which which was all about this, you know, gay conversion happening at uh, gay conversion therapy happening at Arkham Asylum, and it was like what. He, I mean, it, uh, Alan Scott Greenlight has, has been gay for uh, in the in the comics for many many years now. Like that's not a new thing. Yeah, the new 50, the new fifty two did a very uh, he rewrote his origin. Yeah, oh, like yeah. new yeah. fifty two. Yeah, well, just recently, yeah. like I think. What, last week? Well, oh, really? Well, yeah. Well, they, they rewrote his origin in New 52 first to make him part of, like, the Earth 2, like, a completely different, like, because they got rid of all the Justice Society when Flashpoint happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on the everything. Yeah. Huh. And on Earth 2, he was, he was, gay, he was, you know, he was gay. Mm-hmm. And, um, but in Earth, on Earth 1, he had two children. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, Jade, Obsidian and Jade. Yeah. And, and, and Obsidian was gay. Yep. And that was part of the growth of not only Obsidian's character, but Alan Scott being from an old-fashioned, you know, older time from World War II, that era, and dealing with a son who's gay and him trying to come to terms with his own internal prejudices. And mm-hmm. it was handled really well, you know, and that was a big thing. And then they took away his son mm-hmm. and made him gay. It's, it's, you just did addition by subtraction. Now you've got, like, you didn't get one more character that's gay. You've, you're right back to the exact same amount. You, you got rid of one. Mm-hmm. You know, but this but this new book that's uh, being done, it's one of those uh, six-issue miniseries I've talked about. They have the Jay Garrick one, and they have the Wesley Dodds, you know, the uh, Flash and Sandman. Mm-hmm. And this entire issue was about 
him trying to escape this like crazy like gay conversion you know therapy that was happening in arkham asylum because he checked himself in there because he felt there was something wrong with him he was trying not to be gay and then when this one trans person gets lobotomized he realizes that this is not good he like frees all everyone decides like revolt and like get out of there and it's a very you got to give tim sharon credit for broaching such a, a difficult story mm-hmm. that's usually not touched upon but it didn't feel like a green lantern comic it felt like a psa that he had written for something else and shoehorned right. into a dc book mm-hmm. that didn't feel like it was really it, it was it was it didn't there was like nothing to it like the other books have dealt with it has been action there's been something nothing has actually happened in the plot everything has been about i'm alan scott and i'm gay and that's all i am it's like no you're more than that <laughs> you know that's you know like my my daughter you know she she doesn't want to be like you know that that you know that that gay kid you know that bi girl yes yeah, you know she just wants to be like you know her, her. Yeah, exactly yeah and that's you know, so she's she's not she doesn't hide it but she's not going to sit there and like have to be that's all that she is mm-hmm. and i get it's hard it's harder with representation in comics because unlike a black character or an Asian character, you can't necessarily see homosexuality, mm-hmm. transsexuality. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't see those things as readily because they're not like aesthetic. They're not right there on the surface. Right. You can point to the picture of the X-Men and go, oh, Storm is black, no problem. Mm-hmm. You can't point to a picture of the X-Men and go, which one is gay? <laughs> unless they're openly doing something that conveys that. So right. there's a there's a there's sometimes a lack of balance in some of these writers who just can't they have to tell you every issue. And it it shouldn't about. be that way. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't want any sexuality in my comics. I want dudes punching other dudes in the face. <laughs> and aliens and stuff. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's I those even, things can exist, but they don't need to be the driving points not, of a plot. That's not, that's not, not a plot. Of, that's not. That's not the point of comics. I mean, yeah, the characters are more than just one dimensional. You know, yeah. yeah but yeah. I've I've seen Iceman hook up with his boyfriend more in the last four <laughs> issues of his series than I've seen Sue Storm and Reed as a married hetero couple kiss in the last several years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to, it. It's, fair, it's not that I don't want. They've been married a while, you know. How that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like I'm not offended when I see it. It's just that like it's you can. We're doing the this character again? can yeah. exist. Yeah, the character can exist. You don't have to tell us every issue, and if if and if you do, you're telling us that's all you, that you care about for this character. Mm-hmm. What about the other things? The last writer for Iceman before Steve Orlando, who's writing now, who I like a lot more because. He's a gay man who really does. I've mentioned him before on the show. Yeah, quite a few. He does a great job at doing that. Where there are some issues of you know of series where you don't even know the character's sexuality because it's it doesn't hasn't come up in the it wasn't it wasn't part part of of the the plot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. In this Iceman series, it is kind of part of it because his love for his boyfriend. There's something about his boyfriend's mutant power. <laughs> I know Nino loves those. <laughs> um, there's something about his boyfriend's mutant power that like helps like kind of like stabilize him. He 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 was traumatically injured by this anti-mutant group Orcus, and his body is disintegrating. But like his Ooh. boyfriend helps serve like kind of like as an anchor to keep him like no more solid as he's as he's like recovering. Mm-hmm. So it makes more sense. But when the last writer was on it. He just bent everything around, and you hear the word agenda it comes up a lot. But it was very much like that because they made his father into this like raging homophobic bigot. Of course, and that would have, but that would have worked years ago. 
but Bobby Drake's father was a huge anti-mutant bigot. He was a huge <laughs> racist. Like he used to like, yep. he used to say all these slurs about Bobby's girlfriend, Opal, who was, uh, who was Japanese. He would, he would oh, make gosh. all these jokes about, he was horrible. Dirty but movies. then when, but then when the, uh, when Bastion had set up operation zero tolerance and they were hunting down mutants, his father took a stand and realized this wasn't right. And he went, he was like, he interrupted like a live, like a television recording of Graydon Creed giving this like speech on like one of these talk shows. <laughs> and he calls him out and he, and he's like, no, this is not right. This is not, they, they deserve, you know, they deserve rights and deserve to live. And he's beaten to within an inch of his life. Right. Wow. And he, and, and he comes out of, he does survive, but like, bobby drake and him like they patch up their relationship and then all of a sudden he's like back to being this like big because the guy didn't do any research on the characters he had the story he wanted to tell and you know he, he had his agenda history be damned i'm gonna shoehorn <laughs> and that's when people kind of get pissed off about it and we see right. what like what, what Dolan was saying with with this you know silver surfer stuff there was an entire series written by kelly deconic uh kelly sue deconic oh, who yeah. is the one who put um Captain if you don't Marvel like my politics, don't read my book, she said. I think it but, was uh, <laughs> Yeah, but like but she's the she's the one who started writing Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel after Carol Danvers series as Miss Marvel by Brian Reed wrapped up and she became Captain Marvel. Kelly Sue was writing that, mm -hmm. but she also was right she also wrote a book, you know, about you know the Heralds, where like it was all about nova not the nova like you know from the nova Corps, but like nova, nova frankie, frankie ray, ray right, yes. who was Johnny Storm's girlfriend. She's introduced very briefly in her civilian identity in Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Mm -hmm. She's the one he's trying to flirt with, and she's like in the military uniform, not giving him the time of day. Right. But like, it's all about like her, and like, there's all these different like women around the world are getting these like kind of like little flashes of her power. It's like, how does it tie in? Yeah. So we know there's female heralds. Yes. You can have both. You know, and it's funny when it, and when I when I I talked about like I'm going back to the TikTok video that I made where I talked about it and I just said yes, there have been female heralds of Galactus and like and as I'm saying that I'm throwing up pictures of those characters. But even then, somebody chimes in like, "There were female heralds of Galactus. You need to read a comic book." I'm like, "I yeah. just, He's like, I, I showed know. you a picture yeah. of them, man. Like, yeah. I acknowledge that they exist." Track it. <laughs> And you can have both of them. I mean, they, I mean, there's no reason why you have to have. Obviously, Silver Surfer is the most famous, right? But then, you can have both of them. Mm -hmm. You can have. There have been, and and they've had multiple heralds in coexistence. You know, before. I remember of when? Course. Well, I mean, Galactus first, would have several, right? Like, well, well, at first it was first it was nobody, then it was Narin. And then, you know, we had like Fire Lord, we had, mm -hmm. you know, Terax, we had, you know, we had Airwalker, we had Plasma. Nova. There was, there was, a, there was, a, the forgotten there was one. a great story. Who was the first one? Who was? The Forgotten One. Was Terax was one, oh. Morg was one. Mm -hmm. But they, they, I mean, I mean, they had a really good, um, it was a good storyline back. I think, I think it was like Silver Surfer 71 to 75, the Herald ordeal, where like all of the old Heralds had to team up against uh, this uh, new one. Morg. Morg, yeah, because Morg was like not just going to plants to like scope them out. He was, he was going to plants and killing everybody, and, he got and then being like, "It's empty." Yeah. <laughs> he went to he went to one planet and like they had like a magical well, and he absorbed all that energy and mm -hmm. came yeah. back. And Galactus is like, "Well, you're way more powerful than you." You were before I sent you down there. He's like, yeah, well, you know, it's it's all on servers for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it for you because doing it because I love you, I'm baby. Doing it for you, man. <laughs> while, 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 while he's eating while he's eating chicken wings on a, on a mound of corpses. <laughs> 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 he's like, it's cool. 
<laughs> I love you. But, but yeah, I mean, so like, and I remember like, you no know, Nova dying at the end of that. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know, she sacrificed her life to save everybody. And of course, uh-huh. comic books being what they are, they brought her back. Mm-hmm. But like, there's, <laughs> these are characters that exist. Like you don't need it. It's, it's so lazy. It's it's lazy. We know yeah. where you know. I know. I know. Nino and I are going to talk. You know about. You know we've talked about. You know lazy writing and like you no know, origin stories right. of 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 comic book characters. Mm-hmm. But it's lazy when you have this wealth. You have all of these characters in front of you, all flushed out, and you're and you're going to do. You decide to just go. No, I'm just going to slap a paint job on a pre-existing yeah. IP because that's more popular. It takes less work, and it's insulting, mm-hmm. and it's just like. Then you have the people that come out of the woodworks. Well, I don't know why it matters. Why? What do you mean you don't know why it matters? You you posted forty five pictures and videos about your kids crying because they saw the Little Mermaid for the first time. It was so amazing, <laughs> and now you're telling me it doesn't matter. Oh, it's a fictional character. You just lost your damn minds when they when they cast Jake Gyllenhaal and Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. or yeah. the dude from uh, Game of Thrones and, and Gods of Egypt. And in fairness, and Jake Gyllenhaal so. probably shouldn't have been in a Middle Eastern I, I, prince. Agreed. You know, like I, I agree to that. Like even in like an would be the same thing if they came out tomorrow and said, "Hey, uh, Jason Statham's going to be Blade," and I would say this. I would no. That's what, what, that's not. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't. I, I don't want a jacked guy being Luke Cage either. I, I I want. I want Luke Cage to be a black dude. Yeah, exactly. It ties into his entire and, story. It ties into even the Tuskegee, you know, experiments right. and stuff like that because he's a, a man. He's a black man wrongfully imprisoned. And they do experiments on him, and he becomes he gets this this game. That's his whole story. It was very much mirrored the 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 African American experience with mm-hmm. like you know the syphilis trials that the government did yeah, on them. Absolutely, and it was it, it it and it helps flesh out his character. That's why it was so right. important to have Iron Fist be white that people weren't understanding. Not only were they saying he should be Asian, which was a complete stereotype. Like why? Because he does kung fu. He does kung fu. <laughs> But it was. It also was that part of their friendship. How Danny Rand was this rich upper class white guy who lost mm-hmm. everything. His family's killed, and he learns how to. You know, he's the champion of Kun Lan. I know I, they don't like the the white savior type. You know, like archetype. Right. But him and Luke Cage being friends coming from completely different things. And there's a man of privilege and a man who's had everything taken, taken away from them. And they see something in each other. They mm-hmm. see that kind of middle ground. And that was what made that relationship between Power Man and Iron Fist such a great thing, such a great nuanced thing that just goes away mm-hmm. when you have two people on the same you know, sociostratus. Right. And people don't see that deeply. All they want to see is just not so much as adding more color or flavor so to speak but taking away other things and that's what it seems more it's, it, it comes off as mean-spirited when they're just like now we'll do, i i love when this happens because we want like you know white male tears and stuff like that it's, it's like well yeah, I mean, you're not doing it because you love it you're doing it out of, out of hatred it's, and spite. It's, yeah, that's it's, no it's way spiteful, to get ahead. exactly and that's and that's the other thing i wanted to talk about was because you know, it's it, it it really it seems like you know the term i think they they use is called fan baiting where it's what, yes. they'll, what they'll do is because right, as of right now, like we don't even have a confirmation of what they're going to do with Silver Surfer in this movie. But like, and as Nino, we, me and Nino were talking about it last night. He goes, "This really feels like something that they intentionally leaked out just to get just to get everything going." And now, like, and, and of course, right on cue, like you know, the the fans. Or, you know, the, the man babies, up. depending on who you ask, get riled up and they start, I don't want a female Silver Surfer, which prompts one half of the fan base to attack the other half of the fan base. Like, well, why don't you want to see a female Silver Surfer? Like, you've had that character for years. Like, isn't it time you get, an, you know, a female? Because these characters exist. But then you have the first half saying, yeah, but 
I know Norrin Rad. Like, that is, like, I'm a more casual fan. I didn't read all these comic books. This is the character I want. And just like, you know, with, with Luke Cage or Blade or any other character, like, the fans have just been saying for years, hey, man, take the character that I am familiar with, make it look like it does in the book, and put it on the screen. It really shouldn't be that difficult. And it really shouldn't be that controversial, I don't feel like. No, and, and some things, obviously, you know, you, you tweak at times. Like, you know, we've talked offline about Michael Clark Duncan playing, you know, it, Dare, we were talking you know, about that today. Daredevil. And he was great. And it, yeah, it worked was, because Kingpin, mm-hmm. we didn't have Vincent D'Onofrio doing it back then. Vincent mm-hmm. D'Onofrio did a definitive role on Kingpin. He did. But for Michael Clark Duncan, they were looking for He fit the build, the guy, type, you know. But he can act. That was the big thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to put like they didn't want to put like uh, who was it? Taylor Maine, who was um, mm-hmm. who played Sabretooth Sabretooth. in the first X Men movie, and all he did was grunt and growl. Yep. The guy was built, but he couldn't act for you know for anything. That that was the whole thing. They wanted somebody who was physically imposing and could actually act. And Michael Clark right. Duncan, no one can take that <laughs> well, away from that. And man. I remember you know, that man was epic. And I remember seeing him. He was on a talk show around the time that came out. I forget which talk show it was, but you know, they, and they, they, they brought it up. You got to think this was back in like 2003 when Daredevil came out. But they said that, like, you know, you know, Daredevil or Kingpin in the Daredevil comics is a white man, and they said he said, "Yep," but they came to me and they said, "You're the best man for the job." And I feel like at the time, that was absolutely 100 percent true. Absolutely, I, 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 I completely believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and and he was, and like you said, he did an amazing job. But now it really does feel like they're doing these things out of spite, and it riles everybody up, and you know, and it and it creates generates publicity. Uh, and controversy for that story, but it's but it, it doesn't help when 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 they get defensive and then retro, you know, like 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 you know, just preemptively blame anybody who has an issue with it. We've talked well, about this with regards to the Marvels. Like you right. can't sit there and be like, "This is who we're casting," and if you don't like it, you're a raving bigot who kicks puppies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, my my issue with that, I would think, just from a from a monetary a monetary standpoint for the studios, especially because these are movies, right? You have to go watch them. You have to put money there. Um, is that yeah. they, they if if people get upset about it and then don't watch it for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, don't they they end up losing money? Well, yeah, and but that's the thing is a lot of times they would uh, you know these people that are still r- pissed off and ranting and raving and stuff like that they're like oh, I want to see the change of the character you know but they're still buying tickets to go see it you know what I mean so they're still making and, their money and they're that's buying good, them at, but... and they're buying them at a higher rate it seems than the people mm-hmm. who are all gung ho because. People love to bitch and moan and post things on X or on TikTok, but mm-hmm. they don't often be. They're not often the buying, consuming public. Correct. Right. Well, like you we, know, when, when we discussed years. that a little bit with the people jumping on the bandwagon, talking about like the MCU is like, oh well, after Endgame it all fell apart, but they haven't actually watched all this stuff post that, mm-hmm. so they really can't comment on it. They're just you know, regurgitating did, what they hear other people say. Mm-hmm. You, know, I mean, uh, you know, do you remember Heat, the Hal Jordan Club? Yeah. Heat was a big thing. Like everyone loved Hal Jordan, and then when mm-hmm. Hal Jordan went, co- you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs yep. and tried to kill everybody, <laughs> yeah, parallax. They got we got Kyle Rayner, mm-hmm. and Heat was I forget what it stood for. Do you remember what it even stood for? Uh, no. It was some. It was an ac- It was it was an acronym of some sort that was completely in for like. Sword well, this, this was before a lot of like the like a lot of social media was. This is like what like this was back during like well, when like MySpace and the early days of like no Facebooks. So this is like no, this was kind of early on. This is before like Twitter and 1997, TikTok. Ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, and and this this was like they really 
they were like a rabid fan base that all they wanted was to have Hal Jordan back. And remember, Kyle Rayner was a white guy mm-hmm. right. that they retroactively Maybe made Spanish. half Mexican at one point. Yep. Yeah, like just like it, it was it was one of those like afterthoughts that was done by Judd Winnick towards the end of his writing his Kyle Rayner before Jeff name. Johns brought yeah yeah and 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 that was and that was kind of just his thing like no i have nothing i'm gonna i'm not gonna be able to write this character anymore because jeff johns is the big gun he's bringing hal jordan back kyle's gonna get shuffled off to the side let me just throw his it's barely come up it has come up a couple of times since then but people were so into they wanted hal jordan back they wanted the original recipe hal jordan back Mm -hmm. they didn't care that another white guy it wasn't about race right it was another white guy Tony Stark, I've mentioned before, was taken out. Was he was replaced by a teenage version of himself, and people didn't like it. Right. Yeah. Thor. Thor had Thunderstrike in his place, which was which was you know another white guy. Steve Rogers had you know John Walker. He had Bucky mm-hmm. Barnes. We have the Robins. You know, people didn't take to Jason Todd. We talked about that last hey, week. Yes. Kill Jason Todd because they voted, of it. They voted to kill him. I mean, geez. yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked and, about and that. <laughs> So there's there's always been a little bit of obstinance when it comes to some comic fans that just can't let go of anything. But then you have characters that have become such a part of an indelible mark on the industry. They have such a huge fan base. So use them or help them coexist with other ones. And I've mentioned so many times before, it's why Miles Morales works so well. Mm -hmm. That's why Into the Spider-Verse did so well. The first 20 minutes of Into the Spider-Verse, which is a very Miles-focused like, you know, trilogy that they're doing, the first 20 minutes of the sequel was all Gwen Stacy. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody mm-hmm. cared because it was awesome. It was, really it was good. Gwen. It was I, a female... It wasn't like... It was great. I'll, ta- I'll take a quote from... Uh, I don't know if... You know, we, 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 we kind of joked about, uh, you know, Into the Pandaverse with, with South Park a little bit, which you, which you may not have seen because I play that sound clip all the time now. But there was, <laughs> yeah, we, well, we watched, uh, there's a scene from it too where they're, uh, they're in the office because they're, you know, Cartman has been replaced by a black woman and they're talking to PC principal and they're like, this is weird. This doesn't make sense. And then he goes like, I hate, I bet you hate the black Spider-Man too. And then Kyle is kind of the voice of all the reasonable fans and says like, no, dude, Miles Morales is sweet. Like he's his own character with his own story. Like yeah. you know, I mean, that's and all of us are sitting going, yes, they just built, they made their own character. He just happens to be Spider Man, but he's not Peter Parker. And I think that's yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. just just like just like Kamala Khan coexists with Carol Danvers, just right. like we had Guy Gardner, Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. There's like six. There's, there's like there's like there's way so too many, many <laughs> Earth Green Lanterns. Yeah. There's way too many. Too many And you yeah you've you've got you've got you've got Guy Gardner. You've got Simon Boz. You've got John Stewart. Uh, you've got Jessica Cruz. Way, way too you know, many. Got, like, there's, there's, way too many Earth Green Lanterns. <laughs> For an intergalactic but, organization, but, there's a lot of focus on Earth. <laughs> they must be like Earth. Earth is a dumpster fire. It must be like, why do we send so many of our officers there? <laughs> yeah, we are a dumpster fire. We're we're we're, we're the Florida of the galaxy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's what it is. oh gosh. <laughs> Very true. Very <laughs> but, true. But it's but like no things things can coexist, and that's what you really want to see. You want to see that you want to see that like that diverse. You know, I'm tired of hearing. 
we're just looking at the world outside your window. The world outside my window is not West Philly during Pride Month. <laughs> there are some white people that live outside my window. There's, There's a few. Like, across, <laughs> you know, across the street from it, I'm, I'm, I'm the one white family in like my immediate like little block, stuff like that. But you mm-hmm. go around the corner, there's a Jewish you know, school that's been in existence since 1944. It's mm-hmm. heavily Hasidic Jew over there. Across the street, we've got Indian, we've got Korean. Mm-hmm. Next door, I have Hispanic. I have multiple types of Hispanic and stuff like that. And that's how mm-hmm. it was growing up in the Bronx. So I get the whole, you know, melding, you know, the melting pot of the world and stuff like that. But it doesn't, those neighbors didn't, you know, take over, you know, the white people to live there. Right. They didn't say, now this is us and we don't want any white people here anymore. And that's what we're seeing this almost like a cultural colonialism, I've called it, or an intellectual colonialism. And it's just like, you Mm -hmm. have all of these amazing stories Lift Black Voices has been on every platform since you know George Floyd's murder, mm-hmm. and I and I'm I'm all supportive of it. But Lift Black Voices don't put a paint job on a white story and then pass it off, right? And say you've done something. What about all of the like like Black Panther proved you have black characters that mm-hmm. can carry a franchise? The only reason the second one didn't do as well is the untimely well, death yeah, of, of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, you know, and, and that's really and that's really what it was, you know. But but I mean, like you have the characters, you have there's all of these amazing myth, you know mythological beings within like African culture, and you know Neil Gaiman did a lot of that with American Gods, you know, using the you know Mister Nancy, you know the the Anansi, the, the Spider God, the, the Weaver of Tales, the Deception of Lies, and all these cool legends that come from African culture mm-hmm. that can easily be something like a thor type character you know mm-hmm. the, using norse mythology and putting a spin on it do that yeah don't make heimdall black not because <laughs> i don't like idris elba but if you're going to make a norse god black fine don't make it the guy whose nickname was the great white hope <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's like at least make it somebody else but whatever you know i mean idris elba is bomb i, I think, mean obviously I right. the change that they but, made in uh, black panther 2 to namor or namor uh, yeah, I that was great. A South South American. I, I thought kind that of flavor. that was the most. I think it was the best thing they could have ever done because, you know, you already had Aquaman uh, from Atlantis. You don't need to rehash all that shit. Let's, yeah, had, had they done, I, I can understand. Had that had it come out before Aquaman, they would have done Atlantis yeah, yeah. for sure. But the, what they did, I think, actually fit perfect. Like I, I was way more cool with that. I mean, I'm a Namor fan, and I was way more cool with that than the actual. Namor story, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was inter- I was interested to see where they were going to go with it, being that Namor is his like subheading nickname is the first mutant. Yeah, yeah. Because he right, because right. he is because he appeared like so much earlier and stuff like that. Even though like you know, you know we've used the word offline canonically. Right. Um, he's not the first mutant like to ever be introduced. He was definitely like within the history Apocalypse. of like how you know going through back, <laughs> yeah, even going back, you know, going back to Apocalypse and going back to the externals and all those guys back in ancient times. But he was the he's Marvel's first mutant, even though they they retroactively made him. He didn't appear right. as one when he first so appeared. I wonder, is the first mutant now? Is it Thanos's uncle since he's an Eternal? Or do, do well, Eternals the Eternals classify? aren't really the Eternals aren't. No, the Etern- no, the Eternals are, are an offshoot. Well, an from offshoot that but they, but they're they have a mutant branch, which are the they uh, do the deviants. The deviants. So yeah. technically, Thanos's uncle was the first mutant, really. If they counted as an XG, I, I think they. I think, I think w- the way they classify the, the the way they classify the mutants is like they have like a specific like gene, the same way someone may have like a Parkinson's gene yeah. in them. Right. They have like something the specific in co- and that was. 
And that was <laughs> the thing when Skull, you which it. don't you do it, you son of a bitch? Team that gives them any when, when, power. When, so I... <laughs> well, I, this when when Scarlet Witch did her whole, you know, Scarlet Witch did that mm-hmm. whole no no more mutants thing at the at, at the end of House of M and caused the decimation and brought mutants down to like just under two hundred people. Mm-hmm. It, it not only did it like erase a lot of the mutant gene in a lot of the mutants, but it also took it away from anybody who was like on their way to like. If you watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they always had someone who was a potential slayer. In case one went down, Mm -hmm. the next girl would step up and inherit the power. This took away all of that ability. So, you know, most most of the times, you know, mutant ability happens when when the person's going through puberty. It took it away. It basically negated it. So, like, there were a lot of people who would have been mutants eventually that just weren't. She had just wiped it out from existence. No mutants were being born. Nothing was happening. And that's why when Hope Summers came into the picture during the uh, Second Coming storyline, that was in the Messiah Complex and all that stuff. Mm that was like the return of mutants that was the first mutant birth and that's why everybody was fighting this war to get this child the the, the anti-mutants wanted her because they saw her as a sign of something to come the mutants were treating her as the messiah mm-hmm. everyone had a hand in this entire thing but like it was it was you know yeah it's, it's the they there are mutant scrolls that we did see back um just before the apocalypse the 12 storyline some of them were helping apocalypse mm-hmm. um some of them were helping out with, with the x-men and there were scrolls that did have, you know, their own like mutant abilities beyond the normal shape shifting that a scroll has. Mm-hmm. They had some some had telepathy, some had the ability to actually use another person's power the way um, you know, uh Clert, the uh, super scroll does with mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four powers. So um so yeah, all all of them have a, an iteration of mutant somewhere in them. But mm-hmm. like as far as like would the Eternals and, and the Inhumans be affected by like a No More Mutant spell? No, because they were still they were still going in force, and that was part of what uh, Ike Permalter did when he got rid of a lot of the mutants because of that pissing contest with Fox. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And he and he decided to push the Inhumans to the forefront, and that that just tanked badly. Oh, <laughs> you so can't awful. force it. Let's make the Inhumans the new X Men. No, no, you can't. Can't do that. They're different. They, they tried. I, I mean, know they, they did. That, that's. And that's why Medusa's head, and we'll throw her in this series for one power. Let's get rid of that. This is great. Even even in the comics, they did that, and that's how Kamala Khan came about. Kamala Khan was was an inhuman first, and now she's a mutant. And they've even written it in the comics that she may actually have a mutant power that was going to activate, but it was stimmied because of her inhuman heritage. Hmm. So they haven't gotten rid of the inhuman heritage. They just think that because that got activated before her mutant gene did, that she may eventually have a secondary power. She may have something that comes out at some mm, point. That's cool. But for now, her powers that she does have are strictly as a result of the terogenesis from the um, from the terogen mist cloud that hit her. Huh. Hmm. Speaking so, of that, yeah, they, so they, 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 they try. That's an interesting origin story. And, right. I, and as you said, most mutants kind of just grow into their power at some point and figure it out. And then they mm-hmm. have to deal with it. A little bit of body horror in there. Right. Um, right. And, uh, uh, what, but from, from the, the a, we were talking about the writing whole, standpoint, yeah, the writing <laughs> standpoint, like mutants versus all these other characters, this is kind of what I want to hear you guys uh, talk about a little bit. And yeah, I know, you know, you know, you take take you take point on this because I know that you you have very strong opinions on this. Yeah, I Nino's, got, Nino's got so, some strong my, anti-mutant my, opinions. My beef is not with the characters themselves. Like, okay, Creed. You know, I like the <laughs> I like the characters. You know, I mean, I, I like their stories, 
My beef is with the lazy way that they each get their abilities. And then the nonsensical. It's, I mean, I get it. It's comics. Most of it doesn't make sense anyway. Mm -hmm. But come on, man. Like, oh, hey, look, this this guy was born with laser vision and a tentacle. <laughs> and his kid is born with telepathy and uh, can turn invisible. Mm -hmm. well, well, where the fuck? That, what, that makes no sense. Like, <laughs> Right. They, so it's like, what was it you, you said over lunch? It was like they were just picking powers out of yeah, a hat. out of a hat. <laughs> They're like, here's a hat. We're just going to throw paper in there with powers. You guys go pick them out, and then we're just going to write stories about them. And this person gets we're three. Doing... That person gets one. Well, yeah, and, and then, and then and I'll, I'll let you go off here in a second, but if, like, mutants are the next phase of human evolution, then, like, what the F are they are we evolving into? Because it's not consistent, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got that's you my got, issue. There's yeah. no consistency. You would have, say, if you had a group of mutants, and this is how you mutations, which are usually not a good thing to begin with, but if they did occur, you would have okay, hey, this you have this whole group has telekinesis, right? And maybe they have telekinesis and the ability to, I don't know, regenerate quicker or something, but they each only have those abilities. Maybe some have them more like they're, they're yeah, better the at, titrate, yeah, 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 but. The way they did mutants was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Just throw up. Here's a, we'll, <laughs> the we'll random throw, bullshit. Go. Here, put a, throw a dart on a wall and we'll pick a power and we'll like, oh, we'll, but he'll make him green too. We'll have like a, uh, you know, like, oh, he can't open his eyes because it shoots beams out of it. You know. <laughs> well, then, then, then there are like oddly specific ones. There was a guy, Ink, who was on yeah. the X, like he was with the X-Men and his mutant power was whatever he like, you like tattooed on him, like he would gain the power of that like as part oh, of this wow. thing. So like if you, if you like tattooed like the Phoenix Force, he would have like Phoenix type powers and something like that. Like, like radioactivity, like he'd be able to like, you know, like make someone like, you know, give radiation sickness or whatever. But it's like, what a random power. Like, how would you even know you were a mutant? Like you're like 18 years old, you decide to get a tattoo and all of a sudden like, you know, you're a Mustang. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, oh my god, I'm Turbo Team. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like it's like it's like such weird powers like that, and and like like Nina was saying, like there's sometimes you get like a carryover like where like somebody has like a mutant gene that's kind of related to like all the summers brothers mm -hmm. have something to do with energy, energy. and they can't mm -hmm. actually hurt each other like you know gabriel summers scott and havoc alex summers mm -hmm. they can all they could shoot each other all they want but they don't hurt each other right. they all have different types of 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 like you know like energy based powers but it's funny because neither of their parents are mutants of course like they're... somehow I forget who. Yeah, yeah, Corsair and Cat, 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 Catherine, Catherine Summers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Catherine and Christopher are baseline humans, and they had three kids at three different times, and all of those kids have the same set of like type of powers, and they said that it, it it carries on through like the mother's lineage is 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 where the mutant gene and is. And they lived it, under power lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at least There's with Beast, story. they tried to write it off that like, like, like Henry McCoy's father, like his, um, his dad worked in a nuclear power plant, well, and that's yeah, that was the was, excuse of like why his kid was born with like gigantic hands and feet, but also super rainy. Yeah, I mean, it it just so I was thinking just kind of I was trying to think about this because I was thinking of my quantum physics stuff that I was uh, researching all week. It's like if there's a consistency, like everybody has the quote unquote mutant gene, wouldn't they, wouldn't they have a similar, a similar mutation, right? Like beast looks completely different and has different powers than, you know, Scott Summers, like you're saying, or, or storm, right? She gets like all the powers, like she's super badass. And of course we have Omega level mutants and, and regular ones, right? Or like, you know, Magneto has all the power of magnetism, but his daughter, I know it's not the case anymore. Scarlet, Witch is vastly different. Than well, him. he does have another daughter. Polaris. Polaris, does. She, Polaris, has, yeah. she has it. 
So yeah, Polaris has has at least that sort of consistency. So there's there's that's a good example though of one that's that's kind of similar then. Um, are there any? But originally others? it wasn't though, because you're right. Because Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were originally his kids. He had mm-hmm. super speed yeah. and and like you know the the chaos, the hex magic that mm-hmm. that that so Wanda Quicks- had. Quicksilver did get his hair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it, they they did have in a future like an alternate like type um, like one of these like alternate realities where like a, an alternate future where Scott Summers and Emma Frost had a kid mm-hmm. Ruby and mm-hmm. she had she had the diamond skin that Emma Frost eventually got because they did it for a while they did secondary mutations mm-hmm. which were even more random Grant Morrison introduced those when he took over X Men became known as New X Men with issue one fourteen mm-hmm. of okay. the uh, volume that had started in nineteen ninety one that um, closed out Claremont to run on everything and him and Jim Lee did like one through three and then it took over with like you know Jim Lee writing and you know eventually Scott Lobdell came on but when um, they 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 started the you know new it was called New X Men it was Grant Morrison just being out there and mm-hmm. he created secondary mutations where like randomly <laughs> some characters were getting things that somehow had nothing to do with it like like Emma Frost has always been telepathic right she's always had like the mental powers but now she can turn mm-hmm. into like her skin like Diamond right. Tar we saw January Jones doing right. that in the uh, in the first class movie. The caveat is she can't use them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh. So when she's in Diamond's form, she can't use her telekin- She can't use her telepathy. Mm-hmm. So she has to really be smart about what she does. But it's like for her, it was kind of like one of those. Like it was, it was written off as a, as a reactionary thing because she was teaching a, a bunch of students on Genosha when the Sentinels committed genocide on Genosha. And she was trying to save her students and this kind of like forced evolution type thing, like, you no know, popped out and like, it just became like, you know, that was what it did, like something to protect her, you know, and, and she got this diamond skin, but some mutants like, it just made them like weirder looking like beasts sort of looking more like more a cat. Beast. Yeah, you got weird. Yeah. He sort of become like a cat. It was super weird, and it made no. But like, it, but it just didn't make any sense because like it was like some people were like getting secondary mutations, like after only having the mutant powers for like a few years. Mm-hmm. Some were getting it for not having it for decades. Most weren't getting it at all, and they've pretty much written out the secondary mutations by this point. No one really refers to it anymore. Oh, okay. But um, but it's but it's it was one of those things like like Nino said there. There's a lack of consistency. Right. It's kind of just like a way to introduce it without doing a whole giant origin. They just write a whole group of people like, you know what, why are we, you know, why do Asian people exist? Why do white people exist? Why do black people exist? <laughs> right. why, why are there people, why are some people in the same group born with certain diseases that other people aren't born with? Right. Why doesn't every form of, um, you know, down syndrome is not the same across the board you have, or autism. You have high functioning autism versus, you know, those like nonverbal, my cousin, my my cousin is very severely autistic and like mm-hmm. it's affected like her bones even like oh, you know, something wow. like this happens and she's had like she's only like 17 18 years old she's had like 50 60 surgeries on oh, her back wow. and her and her legs and she is like severely autistic but then you've got like you know my own son who's on the spectrum and mm-hmm. he is you know straight A's in school he's just got certain particularities and, mm-hmm. and, and ticks that he has right. completely different we're in the same family you're right. You no, know, right, it's right. no same. You know, it's not the same parentage, obviously. But I, but I mean, like, no, it's it's the same, like, you know, general bloodline. You know, the, the, the you know, it's, so it's it's completely different. Like, why does that happen? So I can see it from that point of view. But it got, I think, it got a little bit different. Everything was before that was just like ah, radioactivity. <laughs> yeah. Radioactivity will give you hit him with a gamma. You, you thing, could become the Hulk. Know, <laughs> 
You become the Hulk. You become Spider Man. The Fantastic Four was hit by the same gamma rays. They right. all got four completely different, different powers. powers. Yeah, and then it's like, and then like, uh, like I was saying right before we started recording, I said, you know, and Stan Lee even said in an interview, like at a certain point, he was like, yeah, I got tired of coming up with origin stories, so I yeah. just said they're born with it. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's like the Fantastic Four. I mean, I mean, like imagine like we all go out to a restaurant and we <laughs> all eat and we all get food poisoning, and you've got diarrhea, you're throwing up, and I get laser beam eyes. <laughs> what <the heck? laughs> that was the Fantastic Four. You know, they all go through like you know this cos you know this cosmic storm, and like you know, and then she's invisible, he's stretching, this dude's a rock, this dude's on fire. Right. <laughs> it's like what the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah, maybe they ordered different stuff on the menu. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Can I have the laser the eye platter, please? <laughs> yes, I would like that. I, I would like the mutant powers and not the. I don't <laughs> want salmonella tonight, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I don't want the double dragon, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you do, you do not want that. You just end up with Naro instead. Yeah, I was sick for twenty. Yeah, hours. no, I, 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 I agree though with 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 Nino on that. Like, it it can lead to some really lazy writing, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think. What I, I gravitated towards the X Men just because I liked Cyclops. You know, I was you know was cool, a nerd yeah. growing up. I had these like Man, these clunky glasses. I just I just and I want to say that like I, me as a kid, I was like the only person that liked Cyclops because everybody didn't like him because he was like the opposition Up to type. Wolverine, and yeah. everybody <laughs> loved Wolverine. And I'm like, well, I love Wolverine too, but I like Cyclops. Yeah, but it was the attitude era, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, Wolverine was yeah. Boy, Boy Scouts were out. He was extreme. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like it's Tony Stark and Captain America, right? You know, the, yeah, the '90s was right? the age of the antihero, and yeah, like yeah, the Boy Scouts were out, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. Like, I liked Cyclops for the same reasons I liked Superman. Like, it was the glasses thing, because I was a kid with these big, clunky glasses. <laughs> and I liked the idea that, like, Cyclops was, like, the leader. He was smart. He had the glasses. He was the leader. I liked the idea that, you know, Clark Kent can take off these glasses. And beneath the glasses, he was really the greatest superhero, and no one really knew about it. Like, right. there was something more to him than just this nerdy guy that, you know, he was playing off as Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really liked that. But, like, the X-Men were, you know... Whether intentionally or not, there's some debate on this because of conflicting statements from both Kirby and um, and Stan Lee. But we're really like a, a you know just to show the follies of racism, right? Like why they, they've always been the stand-in for the for the you know for the, the civil rights movement, yeah. the yeah. ones you know for the minorities and mm-hmm. and you know and those who are like you know like you know downtrodden and lower you know lower caste in society. But also to show how ridiculous it was that we celebrate. The Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. who were given their powers by like you know like, like a cosmic quirk. We celebrate you know unless you're J. Jonah yeah. Jameson, Spider Man, who gets his powers <laughs> from that. But then just because this one dude is born with like an extra eye, we hate him <laughs> and want to legislate and kill him and stuff like that. It was to show the I follies ne- of racism. It was like it, it wasn't. I never understood exactly. that the mutant hate. Like like uh, well then you would hate everybody because technically yeah. even though they got their powers. Their genes have been mutated. They're just not born mutated. So, yes, and, and and that's and that shows the the folly of racism. Why why should I hate somebody because they're black or because mm-hmm. they're Hispanic or because their family came from wherever? Stuff like that. It's it's stupid. There's no reason to. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to hate someone on based on the way they're born. And that was really like the the bigger thing. Like I've always talked about the, you know, the very malcolm x type attitudes like pre-mecha malcolm x type attitudes of early magneto versus the more conciliatory tones of martin luther king and you know like you know and you know that xavier was you know showing those like two people who were both part of their you know part of the mutant you know culture 
that had a very different way of you know going about obtaining the rights for mutants you know and then it's and i've used that analogy to even talk about like you know writing in, in these comic books like you know there's the magneto way of adding diversity where you destroy everything and just make up your own things and just take everyone else's or the xavier way where you want everyone to be there together right that's the way we should be going for and that's that's what i want to see i want to see everyone on the page i want to see miles with peter Mm -hmm. i don't need to see like a a black peter parker i want to see miles right you know like i i want to i like seeing kamala and carol and monica and you know that's great Mm -hmm. all three characters can and should coexist and they all technically have light powers but they're not well she's not a mutant anymore (laughs) or she is a mutant i'm confused kamala is a mutant yeah they 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 actually they mentioned it very briefly in the i i wouldn't be surprised if she's part of yeah I, I, at the at the, the like the, one of the stingers bef- at the end of the episode before like we get like the tease for the Marvels movie, her friend Bruno comes up to her and he's like, "I've been doing some digging and stuff like that, and there's actually in your cells there's a mutation." Oh. So he doesn't say the word mutant outright, but yeah. like once he said that, I was I was like, like "Well, oh, that's, that they, makes uh, sense." Do they hum the? <laughs> no, they didn't, they didn't but, do the like, that, did, but, like when Xavier appeared. In, in, uh, yeah, multiverse of madness. The little uh, yeah. the little Easter egg we yeah. got. <laughs> yeah, with Xavier in, when, the, when, in the golden when, chair. When Xavier rolls out. <laughs> In the golden hover chair. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. This is straight from the 90s. Oh, exactly. I love it. Huge, huge X-Men fan. I love the characters, like you're saying. I'm, I'm pretty excited for them to clash up in the MCU and see what happens there. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I film. hope so. Yeah. I, I You know, it's it's funny because like, it was just the... Um, like the anniversary recently of like... I, I, I saw like this one in my... Um, in like my memories, my Facebook memories, like I don't post anymore on Facebook, but like I, like I get my memories like each day. Mm-hmm. And there was one recently that showed like the first trailer for infinity war and my god that trailer still hits hard you know i just did the musical score like Mm -hmm. like like how like how perfectly and like i haven't felt that excitement with the marvel movies recently well i mean very much felt like i'll take it back like i'll take it back like a step further than that like going back to 2012 when that first avengers trailer hit with nine inch nails in the trailer and i just remember how, how hyped we all are i don't remember that uh, the, yeah, we're in this together now. We're in this together now, oh, and cool. it showed like you know, and it was like the clips of them fighting, like Thor helping Captain America off the ground and everything, oh, and it was, nice. like during the yeah. Battle of New York, and it was just hugely epic. But like, I got like chills just talking about I'm it now. But like, now. it's I feel like a lot of that excitement is kind of kind of gone now. Like we're waning from that. Yeah, I feel like the last time I su- I really got hyped in the theaters watching anything Marvel related was No Way Home. Like oh, okay, seeing the yeah. three Spider Men yeah. swing across the Statue of Liberty and like you know stand there together, I was I was hyped for that. That That's was cool, that was yeah. really fun. But that was I think that was the last time I felt any sort of emotion for any of these characters anymore. Oh, like even the final trailer for the even the final trailer for the Marvels was mm-hmm. like half of it was cashing on nostalgia. It was showing remember? like Captain you remember? America you remember? And, <laughs> and all that. So yeah. yeah, it was it was it was like we do. Are they going to be in this? Uh, they're not. Okay, <laughs> why are you showing me this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, remember, remember when you liked stuff? Here's how like, you're not going. It, it, it was almost like like an ex that you cut out of your life. Like sending you yeah. pictures of the two of them, like back when things were happy. Like you remember when we went on that vacation? Go to a scrapbook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things were better, right? Remember when? <laughs> remember like... when you were loved and you weren't going to die alone? Well, have <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you? <laughs> Here's a cat. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Well, this has been a really fun conversation, you know, where we talked about you know mutants, but everything kind of all circled back to like what we wanted to talk about today, which was kind of um, you know diversity in in both mediums with the comic books 
and the films and everything, which is, you know, like we said in the beginning, really important, but also important to be done organically, yeah. I think is like yeah. what we're kind of getting at. And that's where a lot of the fans feel kind of jaded because it's not really an organic thing now. Um, well, my daughter has said that she, she she's like, I'm not a gimmick. Yeah. I'm not a sales pitch. Yeah. I don't want to be that. That's I I want to be more than that. And all people really want, like you talk to the older guard for the most part, for lack of a better term, like the mm-hmm. older generation of people who actually did grow up at a time where there was no legalization of gay marriage. Mm-hmm. There wasn't pride as like, you know, officially recognized by the White House or anybody else. Mm-hmm. And seeing that they fought for things right. and had to fight for so much more, we still have a ways to go with right. equality. I'm not going to pretend that of we course. don't. But the current generation acts as if they're standing at Stonewall and, you know, going through the stuff that my uncle, who was, you know, who was at Stonewall, you know, what, you know, like who, like, you no, know, what, what he went through at the time, mm-hmm. or you know, or whatever it is, you know, and, and it's, it's like you're you're trying to fight this like you know this mythological beast and make it out to be so much worse than it is and it becomes off as self-aggrandizing and it pushes away the people who are on your side ideologically right or on your side in principle who just like you want everyone to be treated equally exactly not demand special things and not slam other people you can prop up without tearing down exactly don't need to stand on and step on people to get ahead let's stand together Let's stand side by side. There are times I'll let you take the lead because this is your story. I'm not going to steal it from you. Mm-hmm. But don't tell me that I have no opinion. Don't tell me that I'm the bad guy by virtue of being the way I was born. Right. And don't say, don't treat us differently because we're born differently, mm-hmm. but then also treat us differently. No, you don't, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You don't do that. And like, and like that, that's some of the things that, you know, my, my daughter has experienced, you know, having, you know, come out like in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and she's seen, the extremes within like her school there's the people in her school who are very much acting play acting and and, mm-hmm. and doing like everything they can to just you know be trendy and there are those kids who are genuine and you see the ones who are genuine tend to not be the ones seeking the spotlight mm-hmm. and they tend to be more like you know moderate in this and, and they're they're like yeah we this is who we are but it's not all we are we right. want to be more than this we want to be treated like everybody else constantly making everybody else, you know, tell us how amazing we are and, and, and stuff like that doesn't do that. It makes us feel awkward. It makes us feel like we're being pushed into a spotlight that we didn't ask for. We just want to live. Right. Yeah, we don't need sense. to be the stars of everything. And, and it's, it's that sort of balance that I think people have really forgotten. And unfortunately, the microcosm of social media gives rise to the extremes on both sides yeah. and they become the dominant force in the, in the discussion. And we don't have a simple right. basic There's conversation middle, like we're having now. We're in the middle out, of the road. You know? And I know that from, you know, from, you know, from right, having written a book that was published about being in the middle Crossroads. and having like, gotten the, the t- Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and having been attacked by both sides, even after the same lecture at the same event, mm-hmm. they you know people hear what they want to hear. They 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 go into it, and it's it's a difficult situation you know to be a part of, and mm-hmm. it's 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 something that we're gonna have to you know learn eventually, or we're just there's not gonna be the, like you know the, the middle you know the house divided you know you know we don't know that from like right. you know the house divided amongst itself. It can't stand right. You know you, you need something you know mm-hmm. so it's it's 
it's a, it's, it's a crazy time, but like, you know, just, just let it happen. Let it be together. Let everyone just, just don't be a dick. It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me this movie's not for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't go see it. (laughs) Exactly. Don't, don't, yeah, this is not for you. Oh, why didn't you go see it? You told me it wasn't for me, dude. (laughs) Like, what do you want from me? Mm -hmm. It's it's like, is this a trick? Is this like, you know, does this dress make me look fat? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, hey, man, wise words, and I, and I think we're all pretty much on the same page, as I, I feel like most people are. But uh, yeah, we, yes. we always we always appreciate your input and you coming in, sitting down, and talking comic books with us for a little bit. Well, man. I got one last comic book thing real quick. Oh, yeah, hit us. Yeah, hit, send it. We had we had a listener, Ryan. Oh, yeah. He sent an email in. And I just want to say, Ryan, first of all, thanks for listening, because I you know there's a lot of podcasts out there. And, Absolutely. You know, everyone's time is limited, so that you've chosen to – give us a listen and taking the time to write in, you know, it's very much appreciated on, on all our behalf. I think I can say that. Um, but he had a question for me specifically, a comment yeah. that he had, he had pointed out that I did not mention when I was talking about the new image comics, having all of the, um, all of the GI Joe stuff and the transformers universe and right. all that stuff that I hadn't mentioned that image had previously had, um, a GI Joe run mm-hmm. back in the early two thousands. And he's absolutely right. So I want, I want to address that. Um, I meant to bring Devils that up at Do. the top, so yeah. thanks for bringing that yeah. up. De- yeah, Devil's Do was a small publishing press that became kind of big for a little bit because they had a lot of licensed, a lot of licensed properties like Dark Horse does. Like Dark Horse does a lot of like Predator and Alien and all that stuff. Right, right. And um, and Devil's Do kind of had that. So with Image Comics, like you no know, participation, they did a GI Joe series that picked up after the Marvel series originally ended. And I don't, th- I don't think it was. It wasn't written by Larry Hama, so it wasn't um, considered to be canon. It was like a sequel, like direct sequel that mm-hmm. never really actually counted. It was kind of like an, you can treat it like an Elseworlds. Okay. I think the writer of it actually might have been the guy who founded Devil's Do. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been one of the founding members, but it ran for like you know thirty, forty issues somewhere around there, mm-hmm. and then after that, just Devil's Do by itself had a slew of like spinoff books that were like you know other GI Joe books that are now considered like you know they're not canon because IDW picked up what Larry Hama had you know like left off um, with Marvel, mm-hmm. and IDW kept that running. And then that extends now into Image with mm-hmm. the issue 351 that just came out, which is continuing the run that was started on Marvel, continued in IDW, and now it's home at Image again. So the Image Comics Devils do run, uh, definitely happens, but it's not considered canonical. It's its own little, uh, <laughs> its own little corner, like like a like an offshoot multiverse type situation. Mm-hmm. But I did want to um, bring that up. And anyone else has any comic, you know, issues, you know, just. Send the you know send the guys a message you know send Dylan and Keith a message and uh, I will address yeah, I love it. That. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ryan, thank you for listening, man. We appreciate it. And uh, you know, if you have any more uh, input, questions, feedback, whatever, man, just you know, send, you know how to reach us. Send it to us, and uh, we'll be happy to talk about it. Yeah, you know me. I, I, I never know really what we're going to talk about when I come on the show. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the fun of it. You know, we yeah. just kind of like you know we just kind of riff. So mm-hmm. like, but you know, so if there's something that it's not going to derail the show, if you have a question, you know, oh, you, not at all. you want clarification on something, yeah, send it on, and then uh, I'll, I'll definitely you know address it for you. I'm, I'm cool with that. Absolutely, cool. Well, uh, Charles, man, once again, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming in, sitting down, talking with us, man. I always love sitting down and uh, bullshitting comic books with you for a bit. 
Yeah, yeah it's good to talk, and you know, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, you know, finally, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can uh, get some more subjects you guys can uh, rap about on the air. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, the, the, the listeners don't know. Nino and I are the reason I know the uh, the, the other guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, Nino and I were talking Nino, on Facebook yeah. years ago. Nino is the reason so, that you're here with us now. So this is great. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so this is the first time we've actually gotten to talk. You know, like yeah. outside of just like you know Facebook conversations. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this has been. We were talking about this a little bit before we uh, we went, you know, we went into taping. Like, you no, know, this this was a long time coming. So yeah. it was it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. For yeah, sure. Man. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week, brother. All right, guys. Stay safe. All, All right. Yeah. Take care. Thanks. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. All right. That was fun. That was good. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. All right. You guys want to get into uh, mysterious world? Yeah. Let's do it. Send we got it. some weird stuff to talk about today. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. Let's get weird. It is a mysterious world. It's a very mysterious world. It's also a three-dimensional world. That was, or, that was a cool video. Or is it? It. it <laughs> can you observe it? We're going to talk I about I mean, that. I can observe a three-dimensional world, yeah, pretty easily, because that's the world that I live in, right? Yeah, when you were telling me about that with the three dimensions, I was like, well, what about forward and backward? Because you said up and down and left and right. Yeah, and forward and backward. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's, that's the three-dimensional world we live in. Death right? perception. Now, a two-dimensional world would be just forward backward left and right yeah so if you were you know oh, okay. like a like a like a drawing on a piece of paper so that would be a two-dimensional world yeah yeah like a yeah like you just said a piece of paper yeah, but if but, you turn that piece of paper sideways it's like one dimensional because it's just a line it's true yeah but that's not even what we're really talking about well it kind of is but so today on mysterious world mm-hmm. we're going to talk about <laughs> parallel dimensions the multiverse For, fourth dimensional Fourth dimension, fourth dimensional beings theory. In theory, yeah, yeah. So this, is so the theory of everything. So right? the thing is, like, so we 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 live in a three dimensional world, as I just said. So we, uh, as a third three dimensional person, we can we can conceptualize what a two dimensional person would look like because we have we have a con- like we can yeah. see down. Yeah. But a two dimensional person would have no idea what the hell a three dimensional person would look like. You know what I mean? Like they don't they have no con they he, they would have no concept of that. So just in that same vein, like it's well, we, we would look flat. It's, it's like the Tesseract. Yeah, like yeah. they would only they would view us as as flat. Correct? I like I like the square thing, right? You draw a square. Mm-hmm. It's a cube, but you only see one side of it. It's just a square, right? Yeah. And then you can kind of draw like a three D drawing, well, right? Where yeah. You well, see, see a, a three dimensional person would be able to hide from the two dimensional person's perspective by moving above him. So if we're on the same level, we'd move above him, and then he wouldn't be able to see. Like, we'd and be invisible to so that person. You've mentioned this specifically with aliens. So can aliens I, can, and, and and some people can uh, I, theorize ghosts. Can I back this up just yeah. a second on how we why we're talking? Yeah, about yeah. Well, the before we get it, yeah, right? before we get into it, because okay. you, you went, you came to me and said this is what yeah. you wanted to talk about so this week. I was watching Joe Rogan clip. You know, <laughs> uh, shout out to Joe Rogan. You should have us on the podcast. But he's never, that's <laughs> yeah, never going to sure, happen. I'm, I'm kidding, sure, sure he'll yeah. have that'd us be, on the podcast. I want to wear a spacesuit like he does. It's great. Anyway, so. He's talking to this guy. This guy's like, "Hey, man, have you ever thought aliens were like interdimensional beings?" And he's like, "Well, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. yes, of course, you know, or whatever." They go into it, and I'm like, "So they start talking about like alternate realities and stuff." Which this gets into a deeper thing, and then like he talks to you know he's talked to everybody about everything, which is kind of cool. And there's a couple couple good videos out there of him talking about this stuff. But the multiverse is kind of weird. And then this other guy brings up a kid explaining that the CERN particle collider created matter that was too strong and ripped our reality slightly sideways, basically, for lack of a better term. That's not that's not even how the kid explains it. That's just how I'm explaining it. Right. Which is why, one, maybe you can see ghosts. 
too why mm-hmm. the Mandela effect is a thing because right. we, we aren't in our original we, universe. Yeah, and we talked about that like back yeah. in episode thirteen, I think. But when did it? when when did they do that with the collider? Uh, he had a date. It was in the two thousands. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't too long. It ago. wasn't too long ago. I think it was around. Was it around like twenty twelve or something like that? And and when the, I watched the video of the kid because the dude's like yeah, the guy on the Joe Rogan show was hilarious about it. He's like, you got to watch it. It's like twenty minutes, of, you know. And uh, the kid explains it as you remember things like mirror mirror on the wall, right? Everybody knows mirror mirror on the wall, right? But it's, it's actually magic mirror on the wall is what they say in the in the movie. However, comma mm-hmm. they've made a movie called mirror mirror mm-hmm. which is based off of the line mirror mirror on the wall so it's like something's not right here you know like why do we remember these things different and we're not just talking about them we've talked about the mandela effect to like, for the sake of the mandela Berenstein effect bears and exactly yeah and it's wrong and i i of course in the in the in the gym this week somebody was like oh yeah no it's real we're not in the right re- like it's it's amazing how many people think that we're really not in in our original right universe right so we're in the multiverse and that's not the only thing like mathematically they've proven that this kind of is feasible right Mm-hmm. You also can't disprove it. And statistically, you know, uh, you hear Elon Musk talk about we're in the simulation most likely, right? And Neil yeah, that's an interesting Tyson theory. Life on this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I've heard, I've heard the theory of it and it just, it, it, it doesn't sound feasible to me. Um, well, let's say this, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of quote him a little bit, not quote, not verbatim, of course. So they were talking about simulations, right? If we were in a sim- simulated environment, which we could be, they figured out how to simulate everything. Your feelings, like you feel real pain, right? Like you're not fake, but you're right. completely simulated. Well, I've heard it, and I've heard it said that like the reason why other planets and other galaxies are so far away, oh, like this is be- cool because it's it's like it's, it's ba- basically yeah, the it's, boundary of the game. Yeah, the boundary of the game. The Sims well, can't leave the, the neighborhood, is, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if we are the Sims, right? Uh, they they even spoke about this. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's like that's why the light speed is constant. You can't break it because if we go yeah. faster, we could get to those places faster than they can create them before we can get to those places. Right. So like the computer program. So you can see up. the mountain in the distance, but you can't go right. there. So like the know. top of Everest didn't exist until they started climbing it. The programmers were like now it's there, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. Interesting. So yeah, the moon. They had to make the moon on the way. Like they they programmed it when we went. Right. Who's like, they? That's the whoever's running the simulation. <laughs> right. This is it's it's us <laughs> theoretically. Um, but if you do that, eventually the simulation society, a simulated society would create a simulation of its own. Mm-hmm. Right. Which we have. Right. We create simulations, but yeah. not like a true, like we haven't created the matrix yet per se. Right. Yeah, per se. Video games that do the same thing, but it's right. very much like a video game, yeah. right? Like the Sims, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we did that, then the Sims would eventually create the Sims and so on. And so, on. so if you take a dartboard, you line all these things up, he's like, you throw it, which one are you going to hit? Are you going to hit the reality? That's the original reality that created the simulation. You're going to hit a simulation. It's like most likely we're a simulation statistically with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of painting over some stuff. However, comma <laughs> you, with statistics, you can kind of make up not arbitrary numbers, but something, even though it's statistically feasible or possible or proven mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's real though. So he says uh, in the, in the thing, he's like, Hey, look at movies, right? We mm-hmm. make movies. If we were a simulation, wouldn't we make, because we've only been making movies for, you know, hundred and some years, right? Uh, wouldn't we make movies about the stuff we know? If we were running a simulation, uh, we would already have that knowledge, right? Like mm-hmm. if we if we were the simulation. So we, our, our movies would be way crazier, right? And they've gotten crazier in the last 20 years, 30 years. You know, you talk about science and crazy. I mean, there's always been a little science fiction stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But 
this is all kind of like a modern thought process when our original movies wouldn't be Spartacus and Ben-Hur. They would have been movies about the simulation or something like that. Or they would have, a, you know, it'd be different. Okay. Is, is, is basically where that boils down that's, to. That's saying though that if you entered the simulation, you have experience in the non-simulation world. So if they send you here without any kind of, you know, you're your blank slate. You're supposed to be, yeah. So how could you pull that info from the other world to make the movies that would be I'm actually I'm actually I'm actually not 100% sure but you they they would probably program you well that well this is what he or says or is it just hardwired so, into your brain to create those things well he he said that that either means that we are the original and we haven't created a simulation yet or we are the last in the line of the infinite simulations so he's like, that's a 50-50 shot. He's like, I'm good with it, right? He's like, <laughs> as opposed to like the therefore, therefore, not thou, so we must be type reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of like that because for, for a while this week, like I said, I thought I was a robot. Like, I'm like, maybe I am simulated. He's like, that's really weird though because you don't always have like, it, I mean, the thing with like the deep natured thoughts and like your, un, your subconscious thinking stuff like that, that's really, you can't really simulate that, you know? I mean, like, the, the id, the, all that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, but that's what some people say, like, obviously go back to Joe Rogan. People talk about like using DMT and stuff like that. And then they talk about seeing like the mechanical elves thing is that you're seeing through the computer program possibly. Right. Like I've never done <laughs> you, that. You do see through the, <laughs> it's the veil, so yeah, to speak. Right. Everything gets, uh, the, um, geometric, mm-hmm. geometric shapes. And why would it do that unless it was a construct, right? That or the drugs affecting your brain. <laughs> well, right, right, yeah. So, uh, what is that like? The, all the stuff they do, like in the in the jungle and stuff, iocane and all that, yeah, yeah ayahuasca and all that stuff. Um, yeah, pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. But with that, mm-hmm. um, I started getting into the uh, uh, why, like the the multiple world theory and stuff like this. And this okay. is, we'll get so into aliens al- and ghosts here. Alternate, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so our universe, we can only observe so deep into it, right? We of know, course, we know yeah. it's bigger than that. Yeah, well, and, I mean, it's the constant. It's like the constant, like back and forth. Like we say, like you know, is is the universe ever expanding? Well, they is it infinite? Does it have a boundary, or you know, or is it both? Like you know, how do you how do you classify? What's that? at the edge of space? Yeah, exactly. Or after what's that? what's at the edge of existence, basically? Right. The crunch. The crunch. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's called. The edge. That's of what space they call it. I've never heard that crunch. before. It's like, is it like its own version of a singularity? Like you can't get it's anything the, that goes in past that can't come out type thing. Like that's on the edge of a black hole, right? And you know, like yeah. super gravity and all that good stuff. Yeah. But if you, if you look at it, physics can change even in potential, like for just far away galaxies, like the way physics works in that galaxy might not be the way it works here. Well, or, you know, or beyond the edge of the universe, just the way galaxies exist within the well, universe. Is there another universe beyond the, you know, this gets into this the, is where the, you're going. Okay. Yeah. So beyond our universe, there mm-hmm. could be another universe out there. Hence sure. Multiple universes. And beyond that one, there could be another one. Right? I mean, well, and it's just, you know, if you think of the way that um, atoms are structured, you know what I mean? There's, this there's a clump of atoms. They are separate, but part of a whole. And they're also I mean? pushing and pulling and doing all kinds of interesting things, mm-hmm. especially if they're ions. Right. So, I mean, that's just, it's kind of the question like, is, is, is the universe just, just an atom? you know, part of something greater. Oh, that's like, do we live in a giant's eye or something like that? Yeah. You know, like on the back of a sea turtle, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Atlas is holding up the planet, but you, you brought up a pretty cool thing about aliens. And if they're from another dimension, maybe it's not the way we think either too, with this whole, like what's, Outside observable, well, observable it, time. And well, space. that's that's the interdimensional hypothesis that they're talking about, um, and that was a proposal that uh, that identified that said that unidentified flying objects 
are the result of experiencing other dimensions that coexist separately alongside our own. So, uh, so that's in contrast with the extraterrestrial theory, basically saying that these things we're seeing aren't from the cosmos, but from just basically they locate, they locate, they live next to us instead of above us. So if that makes sense, Parallel. back yeah, to your exactly. 2d, 3d, 4d yeah. conversation, right? You, you just can't observe it. Right. And that's the thing with a lot of physics, right? It's just what you can observe. Like we, everything's theory until you see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like we, we talked about, um, everything you touch, taste, you know, sense, smells, see, hear, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's like less than one billionth of reality, right? Like I can't feel an individual album when I put my finger on the table. I feel a whole bunch of them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and matter and density. And, and it kind of, you know, gravity affects time, kind of jumping off the rails here. But even Einstein was, when they were looking at the co- cosmology, they always looked at it as just, it's set, right? The universe mm-hmm. is set. And he said that was a silly thing because they realized it's pushing apart with with energy, right? Like, so as things are moving away from each other, like mm-hmm. space is growing, right? So it leads you to believe what, like, not easy to believe, but then you really have to question, like, if it keeps moving out, what's mm-hmm. past what we can actually see, right? More, more, right. Universe, so, more I of mean, our universe. But the thing is, like, it, it's it's crazy for us to think about the concept of nothing because nothing can exist. You know what I mean? It, you this you said know, this the other day, weird. and I like that because, like, so we can create vacuum because nothing like, is still like, something. something. Yeah. They, they suck the air out of a jar, right? When you open it, it pops, right? Yeah. But what's in that space? We call it space, right? Right. What? Well, there's no molecules there. Obviously, you've sucked, there, all, you've sucked all the air out of it. But but there's still there's something still there space. because it's taking up room. But in there our still reality. has to be air because if there was nothing there, then the jar would just implode on itself, right? I don't know. <laughs> this is we're not we're not physicists, people. So Theoret- we're, theoretical physics. Here. We're in theory, yes. Well, and and yeah, I mean that's a, that's a small example that doesn't really make sense, but. Um, you know, we've also talked about, uh, like, you look at an ant farm, right? And mm-hmm. the ants, they can see you, right? Like, we know ants can see. They don't observe us, though. But they don't mm-hmm. watch us, right? And and if, um, and it gets in They've got no concept of what we are, really, you know what I mean? Right, there's just a big dude stomping around. Yeah. Like, all right, it's, it's a giant. Oh, yeah, they're, they're it's, real, right? It's, 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 a, it's an extraterrestrial being to them, you to know them, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because their um, whole world takes place in a... And that's what I was gonna kind of go, get into a little bit when I was talking about uh, you know the three a, a yes, 2D man. person ma- meeting a 3D person. You know what I mean? Well, we're only we're only observable to them when we are standing. Well, like if we have our hand on that piece of paper, let's say 2D okay. person exists on a piece of paper. I put my finger on the piece of paper. He's gonna see my finger, like the tip of my finger, right? Okay. But if I but if I move it, it just blinks out of existence for him because he can't see up. Right. If that makes sense. So this is where the theory of, you know, ghosts, spirits, demons, everything that goes bump in the night. Like these are the theory states that these are four dimensional beings that have the advantage of being able to hide themselves from our three dimensional perspective. But it might not be intentional, right? No, they, no, it might just, not be. No, just, just be just, just, just passing yeah. through. You know what I mean? And that's why you have like something like a ghost that will like appear and, you know, walk through a wall or something like that and then you know you don't know where the hell it went but like is it still there well like it's just outside of our observable uh vision you know what i mean um you said something about that like we don't even see all the colors no no not even close there's like an animal that has more color yeah yeah there's there's other creatures on earth that can see more colors than we do right yeah i mean even even our even our vision of the color spectrum is is limited compared to like yeah um so, uh, but four dimensional beings would also be able to manipulate our 3D environment without detection. Uh, 
but you know, or without any sort of logical explanation they, that we can comprehend. Type, you know could what they I mean? Type Bernstein instead of Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. So, like, you know, we, we move through three dimensions, but string theorists, they believe that our world encompasses more than three dimensions, but we don't have any evidence for that right now. Like, it's all theoretical because that's the only thing we can see is three dimensions, right? Right. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny when you're talking about four dimension because mm-hmm. I always thought time was the fourth dimension. Is I mean, that, the, yeah, they, they, no, no, no. They, they said, yeah, time is the fourth dimension, but like our observation of time is just. It's linear. Yeah, it's linear. Just one direction moving moving in one way, right? And well, so we know gravity affects time, right? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. We were talking about that a little bit before we started recording. Yeah, so I was I was I was, I was watching this thing, and they're talking about Newton, right? And Newton's like, "Hey, man, I can observe gravity. I can explain how to observe how it works, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, everything has mass, right? I always say this thing: if you're floating in the universe by yourself, theoretically, you would attract something, mm-hmm. if, you know, gravitational, like, you know, a pebble or a rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you'd become like a planet or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that's not necessarily the case. Like, obviously the moon has gravity, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one sixth R supposedly if you're walking on it, but it doesn't bend light, but it obviously has enough gravity to affect our tides. Right. That's, I mean, it's, it's integral to our planet functions even. Right. Um, but, we can still see it because it takes a lot to affect light and time and stuff. Right. That's mm-hmm. kind of, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got you. Um, and they've, they've done a couple of experiments with, with time specifically, but Newton getting back to the Newton, the gravity thing, he goes, look, man, I can show you what it, what it kind of is. Right. Mm-hmm. He goes, but the question is why he's like, I can't explain it. Like he, he chalks up. He's like, the God made the force. I don't, I, he's like, I just can't, don't ask me why, basically, which I thought was kind of an interesting take on it. It's like you've spent all this time like contemplating this and figuring it out. And, and you know, we've all done the experiment in like grade school, if, if they even do those anymore, right? Where you drop two things at the same size, they fall at the same rate. You know, that, that was just a, uh, that was a thought experiment. Like he never actually did that. He didn't do that? No. I mean, he, he, he proposed it as a thought experiment. Well, we've done that. It's yeah. Cool. And I mean, yeah. We, yeah, we can and we have. And but. like some things the same size kind of affect the thing. And, and there is, you know, terminal velocity can be broken. Like, you know, oh, you can only fall 120. No, if dude's a head flying skydiving, he's going faster than 120 miles an hour. Right. Or whatever, you know? um, now, if you're a regular skydiving, you go a little slower, right? Just, mm-hmm. But that has resistance to the air and a whole bunch of other stuff. Playing. Just like when you drop a feather, it's if it's the same weight as a rock, the rock's going to go faster mm-hmm. just because the makeup of it you know? right um uh so it's not really a weight thing it's more of a yeah an aerodynamic there you go mm-hmm. um which is kind of neat and how this actually applies to aliens and stuff is it, it, albeit it's beyond me but it of course but if, that's that's it, why we're here it would explain why we only get to observe them like a flying saucer for example right you observe it for a little bit and, and then, then it just, just zips, it just blinks out right right so, like, if there was a fourth dimensional sphere, for example, that was passing through our and dimension, like, test a, a, like what we would see from our perspective would be a small sphere that would get bigger and then suddenly get smaller until it blinks out of existence. Right. Like it'd that be, would be, be a, and that, a circle, you, which you is, wouldn't see the sphere, is what you're right. saying. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you would for a minute. And then, but you're seeing like a cross section of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah a cross section. Like, so we're, like I said, so we only perceive things. I like yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. We only, we only we only perceive things as we perceive things, obviously. So, but then it goes out of right. our realm of vision. You know well, what I mean? You know they say, uh, you know, uh, our friend Corey back in the day used to say, "Perception is reality." It's like a quote from some some physicist dude, right? But really, it's not true. Just because I perceive something doesn't mean it's real at all, right? Like I might perceive that you're 
not a nice person, but you know, <laughs> right. You know, or you, um, just something you know, of course. Right. power perceived is power achieved. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Motivational statements of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, wow. Uh, so if aliens, right. Are, are not, or they're like the ant colony thing, right. Mm-hmm. We just can't see them. Well, also fourth dimensional beings, uh, like, you know, time is the fourth dimension. So that's the other theory that's been proposed. It's like, what if they're just, they're just time travelers from, you know, our future. What if they are humans? It's us. Yeah. And we look different cause we don't need to be jacked and tan and look like Henry. Yeah, Cowell, I mean, well, who, that, that's, you, you know, know, Superman, what, you know, what is millions of years of evolution going to do to the human make your race? brain really big and yeah. make you telepathic. Yeah. And they have measured, I feel like they, they've measured that you can affect things outside of your head. That's real. You can't like, I'm not going to pick up the laptop and, you know, bring it over to me mm-hmm. per se, like, you know, freaking using the force Luke, but, uh, but you can affect things. And, and I mean, there's, but there's other, there's, there's things like animals have pheromones and stuff like that. You can't really, I mean, I think we know how to detect it cause we know that it exists somehow, but like, you don't see it like a cat yeah warming up to you it's just like oh it likes the way you smell or whatever right you know the kind mm-hmm. of thing it's pretty weird there's a lot of stuff out there so uh, the time traveler hypothesis which i just looked up also known as the uh, chrononaut ufo uh future humans extra temperate uh extra tempestrial model and terminator theory i'm just reading this it's off cyclical. here yeah <laughs> it's a proposal that ufos are humans traveling from the future using advanced technology um kind of wild Kind of, kind of out there, but I mean, it's makes about as much sense as extraterrestrials. But right? it also makes sense for the way they they behave, like their ships, right? So if an alien's in a ship, the ship seems to defy our laws of physics, gravity. Mm-hmm. But if it's from a place where those don't even apply in the first place, mm-hmm. then, then kind of, yeah, maybe it's possible. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have? Anything else for? Uh mysterious world today are we gonna go very light (laughs) i know like i mean we can i mean we we keep on going with and we're not talking about the multiverse because it's a poor excuse for writing and we're out of things to talk about on the show (laughs) for for now but but it's kind of neat that it applies to a lot of things so if if the hydron collider made an atom that doesn't well you know it's weird because apparently there was the big uh accident back in 2012 and they didn't really talk about it that much but everybody said that like 2012 was like when everything shifted and started to get weird i don't know man could be. Maybe the. I mean, there and there exists a theory out there that like you know the world did end. Like, well, that's it. Yeah. That they think they destroyed our reality, but it's kind of weird because there's still people. We're in a reality. There's a people silent apocalypse so of did, sorts. Did you know anybody what I mean? like Thanos snap? Did anybody disappear in that process? Right? Are yeah. we all here, or are just some of us here? Because people do remember things quite mm-hmm. different, right? Which is weird. Well, that that's the Mandela effect, which we talked about. Right. So. It kind of explains it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying I buy off on it, right? <laughs> What's we? What do we always say? Highly, highly possible, not probable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's a cool conversation. If anybody's got any questions out there, feel free to email us at Zumundo uh, at Outlook.com. Okay, not questions per se. That's probably more of a statement because I'm not going to be able to answer your question <laughs> unless you know, unless I do some digging on it and, and actually type a thing up. But um, and you know, I learn everything from the internet, so it's got to be real, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I would say, uh, if you're interested in any of this stuff, get out there and, and, and some of the conversations, Visit your local wacky. library. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can do that. You can do that. They look they, up the shit in the Dewey decimal system. I don't think they use that anymore. <laughs> no. They did away with it, but, what? but maybe they did away with it in 2012. Oh, I think that's when it changed. <laughs> Weird. Ooh. Do you remember, uh, remember the, like the microfish used to put the little thing on the, and like go yeah. through like an old newspaper or something like they scan the stuff. Yeah. No, 
What are you talking? What was that? It was like a. It had like a little joystick, and it was like a piece of glass, and you put like a blue thing on there, and then you could see it on a screen. It wasn't a computer. Okay. It was just like a way to read, like, like to save data and yeah. read it. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Maybe, maybe that that oh, didn't, I used to play with it all the time. I thought that it didn't exist in my universe, man. Before before the twenty twelve. Uh, but we remember shift. some stuff the same. <laughs> some of the stuff, yeah. It's like people thinking that Michael J. Fox is, was in um, Back to the Future. Everybody knows Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or that Sinbad movie, Kazam, that apparently never existed. Shazam, Kazam. No, no, no there's they're, Shazam they're, with, with Shaq, yes. with yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, but then there's Kazam. That, that's but now, yeah, well, see, the thing is, there's this whole thing. And, like, they've done, then? and they've never... done... No, well, see, they've done interviews with Simbad himself, and he's like, "No, that movie's not a thing." But now there's these videos popping Wait, up. I've seen of people online. They're like, movie, "They're like, though. this is the VHS," and they put it in, and they start playing. Like, this is the movie; it exists. I'm not crazy. Well, yeah, no, I know. I, I believe him, yo. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. Uh, wow. No, yeah. I, I remember that movie coming out. I am. Yeah, yeah, Simbad. Yeah, yeah, the comedian. Yeah, hold I on. Remember. I'm 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 going to Google. Don't yeah, don't play Did, anything at a strike. What they're saying that doesn't exist. They're saying it doesn't exist. Yeah, oh yeah, you didn't know that. They're saying Kazam. All right, exist. here we go. So first thing came up: Shimbad, 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 Shimbad's Kazam: The Strange Case of a Movie That Doesn't Exist. No, um, I remember seeing I remember commercials seeing on TV for that. Spoiler and alert: The Shazam. Oh no, no, sorry. I think Kazam was um was Shaq. So Shazam. In May of 2020, interview with actor and sports car. No, there's no Shazam. Yeah, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Sinbad to team up for a Kazam and Shazam and an Avengers-style genie movie. Um, of course he would, but there's one problem, though. The so-called Sinbad genie movie doesn't exist. For years now, fans have sworn up and down this that they really grew cool. up on a cheesy 90s movie called Shazam. Uh, in this movie, Sinbad plays a bumbling genie, genie who grants wishes to two children and takes them on a journey. According to some people, the two children accidentally summon Shazam and wish for their dad to fall in love with again, uh, to fall in love again. Others remember scene by scene details, such as a broken doll in the finale scene, which apparently occurred at a pool party. People all across the nation have expressed whether having detailed memories of when and where they watched this film I as a kid. I feel like I saw that in a theater in Maryland. Did like when you? I was a little kid. Did you though? Because we went, you know, it's a kid's movie. We went and saw all that stuff. Weird. Uh, like before, see. before I even knew you. Uh, yeah. Like, well, it says it says here, Sinbad himself has taken the social media trying to convince fans that he never made a movie called Shazam. Was it just that he has bad even trolled people who remember the movie by confessing there was a Shazam film, but he was too <laughs> embarrassed of his genie skills to admit it. In this hilarious confession, he takes uh, he he says it took a lot of government intervention to get those videos out of people's homes and video stores, but he was lucky that they were able to do some mind control stuff to get the public to forget. Well, I know there was, there was no Shazam. There was a Kazam. Yeah. You know what the funny thing about this article though, is like, Oh, this is from college humor. Never mind. I was going to say it has, it has a literal picture of Sinbad <laughs> as a genie, but then it says courtesy of college humor at the okay. bottom. So, so that's probably, yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's really weird because so he was never in a movie where he played a genie. Apparently, well, he says he's not. And hold on, I'm, I'm gonna Fuck. I'm gonna do some more googling on this I because it's like a super kind of superhero like movie, right? Like, it could be a genie. Yeah. Why do I? I mean, I I remember him being in a. movie. I remember his costume, like him in that yeah. costume. Weird. This is see. This is the kind of stuff but you gotta I, get into. I definitely into know in it wasn't called Shazam. I, I thought it was Kazam. Kazam <laughs> I is, think it was Kazam. Kazam is Shaq, though. Kazam is Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, that's because we. I remember when that movie came out. We we're like, this movie already came out with another dude in it. It's like a first reboot. So hold on. 
This is apparently a clip from the movie Shazam. What are you doing? Hold on. That I found on YouTube. Oh man, I want to see it. And they can't be copyrighted because it doesn't exist, right? So I can play it on the show right now? So I try not to use... I guess technically? I try not to use, uh, you know, movie you clips and stuff on the show. Okay, here, I'll pause right? it. Yeah, because yeah, you can't play it. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is for commentary, but... Yeah, it's, well, we're doing commentary on it, so I guess that falls under fair use and stuff. <laughs> Are but, we, though? But, but, but you <laughs> this can't... This is why I thought I was a robot. But you can't copyright a movie that doesn't exist, right? Like... <laughs> Not in the United right, States. On. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this. Uh, I'm gonna play this clip here. It looks like uh, the genie is comes out of the bottle here at this scene. So, is there right. a scene from Aladdin there. or something? Man, like... it feels good to get out that thing. Yeah. See, that's Sinbad. Sure took you long enough, Tina. What? what? Oh wait a minute. Is this the? Is this the college humor? Ah, oh, damn it! I just got trolled. This is uh, this is the college humor. It's like, damn it! It's, it says we found the Shazam genie movie, and then I just start watching. I'm like, wait a minute! It's that it's the same picture from that other article I just read. I'm like, damn it! This is a college humor video. It's like the uh, the what is it when they piece together? Like it takes you a second to see if it's a real trailer so or not. He's never played a genie. <laughs> Nino's mind is blown. My mind's kind of blown, dude. As well. I mean, I'm I'm okay with it, him not being in Kazam, but. I swear I remember him in a movie See, where he played a genie or some kind of magical creature. Was it Shazam? He, no, no. Shazam is DC. Yeah, that's a but that's a super that's a modern superhero. But no, I think it, they just had the same name or something. No, no. I but I specifically remember him in a movie. <sighs> Man. But, but, but now I'm uh, now I'm questioning myself. It, we're being gaslit by the government, guys. I doubt that. Um, <laughs> what was in that movie that they made us want to forget? <laughs> I know, right? Uh that's pretty wild, man. Well, they, that leaves you with a good thing to think about about you know this kind of stuff. Did you, you see that movie as a kid? I don't actually. I don't remember watching. No, Shazam. I mean like the 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 listener audience. Like, did you? see Oh that yeah, movie? yeah. I I I have no recollection of this movie that everybody swears is real. Like I I, I don't, I don't think I ever saw it. I remember Meteor Man, which is I feel like I saw he wasn't in that. I, saw Meteor I feel man. like I saw like ads for it. Like yeah, yeah. That's TV what I remember. Previews, like, yeah. but never. Could it be a canceled project that like? But yeah, but you think if that was the case, Sinbad would say like, you know, I was I we were going to do, do a movie and we, they ran promotions for That's it, but it point. never finished getting made or something to that effect, right? I guess yeah. And it was when he was. I love on how TV we started talking about fourth dimensional stuff. Now we're talking about Sinbad genie movies. Yeah, we're all over the place. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's but this good. is like a, a pretty good. Uh, example of of the man. Well, yeah, Mandela well, effect, it's right? well, that's well, that it kind of does come full circle though, because a lot of people have said like the the Mandela effect is due to shifting realities, right? And like, and we talked about that when we had Mac on the show a while back, where yeah. you know we said that like uh, you know he remember I, I remember what, what it was exactly, but he remembered something well, one way, and I said no, Skippy, dude, right? Yeah, I said no, dude, that's not right, and he said yes, it is, and like we were going back and forth on it, like we both had different memories of this exact same thing, yeah, and we both like well, swore to it, and I've heard that like. Like your memory can like change the color of somebody's shirt if you're trying to like this is like how did well, memory is subjective right but you know like, what i mean well and that brings me up like let's say you're like whether it's history or whatever like somebody's asking you for your memory like how can, you can't even like trust it that's weird if you're like i remember it this way and you're like i remember that way same yeah. thing well, think of a computer and like having to having older computers having to defrag them right because pieces get put in different places where they're not mm -hmm. supposed to go memory is the same way so you'll, I read that book, The Holographic Mind. Every time you pull a memory up, it, it changes insignificantly. Every, so like 
over time, you've you, you've say ran through this memory a thousand times. It's no longer the same memory. That original, like, so your your the like details are missing. When you tell like a fishing story, it keeps getting bigger and yeah. bigger over the years. Like, yeah, but you do remember it that way because you know you you that's your collective memory. Like you know, and it, it changes. But it's so weird though, because like we know like some history stuff due to due to recorded history like really to, to high level degrees on like, you know, like in the Napoleon thing, they know like a lot about him because the letters he wrote, because of, you know, the battles and stuff were like logged by the minute and, and people, you know, took records of the stuff. But like at the same time, you're like, how do we not know like something like this where it happened in modern times, you mm-hmm. know, human, it's not on microfish, right? Or, or whatever that stuff's called. Mm. Oh man. It's wild. Uh, it is wild, weird, wild stuff. Uh, some of the comments from this, I'm just going to go ahead and read. I yeah, remember this it. movie word for word. I remember all the characters and names as well. If it don't exist, I may as well rewrite the script and sell it to Hollywood. If it if it don't exist, there ain't no copyrights. That's actually a good idea. One day we will find out that we got all flash thingied by the MIB because Shazam was such a horrible movie that it threatened to end the world. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, that could. Maybe that happened in like 2012. Wasn't 2012 like people like the reset of that calendar, the Aztec calendar? So yeah, like it was just out. where the calendar ended, it, basically. Like, like Y2K kind of thing. And then maybe it really ended. And now we're in a simulation. Ew. Somebody took a snapshot we, of the world at the time and then just. Were we just, our, was our, are we, were we AI that our, con, like we all died that day, but our consciousness was just uploaded into the simulation? I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Interesting. You're not really you. You're just, you're, you're, a, you're an echo of who you once were. If that's were. the truth, then, then you, you, you could find a way to break it, like, you know, code wise, and then do things like they did in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could, uh, you mean I can. What did he say? You mean I can whatever dodge bullets? And they're like, you won't have to, you know? Like, <laughs> have to. Yeah. I want to be so, and you know, it's funny in the matrix too, like speaking of which, like they, it's a very interesting movie conceptually and stuff, even though it's got, you know, it comes from a lot of different, you know, things and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, when, when the guy was like, yo, I want to be somebody important, like an actor when he's going back into the matrix, get reinserted. Right. He's eating the steak. He's like, I know it's not real, but it tastes so good, you know, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And he's not eating the gruel, you know, but then in the Loki season, the dude that goes back to his timeline is an actor. I thought that was kind of like a neat, like, I don't know if they did that on purpose to make it kind of matrixy, but the one, the one, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad, 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 that thing doesn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah. that Loki show. Loki's one of my favorite superheroes now uh, because of that show specifically. And Tom Hiddleston's a great actor. <laughs> that that whole thing actually stems from Loki Prime, which was... Uh, yeah, which is in the comics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is a, a good, good time. We're going we're gonna, to yeah, talk to Comic Man again. All right. Yeah. Well, you want to go ahead and pack it up, get out of here for today? Yeah. Bring it to a close? This is, uh, you know, keep thinking, everybody. And uh, listening to Joe Rogan because that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> For Zoomundo Podcast, everybody, I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And this is Nino. And we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody, have a Zoomundus week. We'll see you on the next go around. Yeah. Did you take the red pill or the blue pill? That's I, my you question. Know, I wonder what I would take. Which, what's, what's the one that goes to Wonderland? Uh, that's the red pill. Yeah, that, take, yeah take, take the, the red, red pill. Right you want to see how Nino. the radical goes. Nino, we just have to talk about chicks. Our favorite bands. We'll talk about anything. I like that.